Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And it's every man personality. While the Mick patrolled center field and batted cleanup between 1951 and 1968, the Yankees won 12 American League pennants and 7 World Series. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM. You're listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Lansing Sports Station, the game, 730 AM. Starring the Dean of Lansing Area Sports, Tim Stout. The Sparrow Stout on Sports is Michigan's longest-running sports radio show. Give Tim a call on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. And you can email him at tim.stout at wilx.com. Now, celebrating nearly 30 years on the radio in mid-Michigan, here's the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. On behalf of our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023, and welcome to the Sparrow Stout on Sports on Lansing Sports Station, the game, 7.30 a.m. It is the home of the local sports shows you hear in our area every day. It comes to you live from the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Driven Collision itself is at 3200 West Main Street in Lansing. Easy to find. I-496 West Lansing Road, exit up the hill on the right. Boom, Joe. Alert staff is ready to help you at 977-0955. At the moment, the driven collision story of the day is the further development of March Madness. We have the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament beginning today at the Target Center in Minneapolis with two big games to get it rolling. And we have the district semifinals around the state of Michigan tonight at the Girls State High School Basketball Tournament. We're in March. One month from today, the final four on the men's NCAA basketball tournament will get together and play in Houston yes. this year. NRG okay. Stadium, where the Texans play. So yep. that is one month from tonight, uh, the NCAA Men's Basketball Final Four. We call it March Madness. Today's March 1st, and away we go here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. You can join us on the Culligan Water Hotline at any time at 342-63. Our email address, tim.stout at wilx.com. If you're listening around the world today, I walked in, it's 38 degrees, going to 40 today, but it just seems to be a mild day, no wind, and it was calm coming in today, so away we go here in the middle of the week of the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Brock doesn't even know this. One week from, he does know that one week from today is the 30th anniversary of the Stout on Sports radio. It went on the air for the very first time, March 8th, 1993. Now it is the Sparrow Stout on Sports. We're happy to have the Sparrow Health System as our title sponsor every day in every way. 
But what Brock does not know is that a number of sponsors uh, want to be a part of our observance, if that's the right term, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're having giveaways on the air uh, to callers next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll spread it out over three days. Just give a couple things away from some of our sponsors. But... um, but they all want to be involved in a lot of different ways, Brock. And I accepted one because I thought it was a clever idea. So here's a Brock doesn't know this. But Brock does like Sparty's Coney Island and Frandor. Yes. It's excellent. Next Wednesday, which is one week from today, the 30th anniversary of the Sparrow Stout on sports. Uh, thanks to uh, the uh, proprietor, owner, Dominic McGaldy. Uh, next Wednesday, Wednesday only, anytime while the restaurant is open... If you walk into Sparty's Coney Island, whatever your order is, whatever your bill is, whether you dine in, cater, carry out, whatever, if you mention uh, Happy Anniversary Tim or Happy Anniversary Stout on sports, your bill goes down 30%. Oh. 1% for each of the 30 years on the air. Oh, okay. His idea, not ours. Now, next Tuesday is their normal half price off Coney Islands because yeah, that's every get... Tuesday. And they're only open till 2 o'clock. Yep, yeah, half price off if you get another uh, item. So, so all you got to do is get a drink or, or some fries and get a couple of so, dogs. So whatever and... you yeah, spend, if you stop by next Wednesday at Sparty's Coney Island in Frandor, one week from today on our 30th anniversary, when you take your bill in, and the bill's not very high to begin with. All right, it's never very high over there to begin with. No, but not, if you say, no, not usually. Uh, happy anniversary, Tim, or happy anniversary, Stout on sports. You're, they will immediately duck that bill by thirty uh, percent. In, I, I, in their words, honor of our thirty years on the air. So we thank Dominic for that. We've had a number of ideas come in. Some we've accepted. Some we, we're not sure that they're they're going to work. But we thought that's simple enough to do. It's easy enough to do, and it supports one of our favorite restaurants in the area, Sparty's Coney Island. Okay, so we got that. So that's in this morning. Where else? we go on today. We have um, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament is being played at the home of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, uh, the Target Center where they're, uh, they have uh, played for, geez, 30 years almost. And that starts 2 o'clock our time this afternoon. Hang on. So Brock gave me the two games today because for whatever reason the Big Ten thinks the more the merrier so they put all these teams, all 14 in the men's and women's tournament figuring out of the blue one of these, uh, the, one of the bottom feeders can win five games in five days. Never quite understood. It has happened on the men's side. Remember, Connecticut with Kemba Walker did that uh, back in 2011, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I think mean, you can go back to biblical times, and I think that's the only time, you know, in the... Uh, it's rare. It has the, happened, but it's rare. In the Book of Corinthians NCAA tournament back in biblical times, you know, they didn't even go that far back and in this the tournament. This folks. At any rate, anyway. uh, so today we got the two opening games beginning at 2 o'clock, and I said to Brock, if you want to... If you want to have a have a good time trying to figure out who's going to win, when you get the bottom feeders going at it, so he gives me the two today. Here they are, and I said, if you can figure the winner of the and the home team, I don't know. Minnesota's a home team; they'll draw fifty people, all the, parents, and they're the twelfth seed. They'll be wearing their home jerseys. Oh, that'll uh, be a help. Uh, this that could be a big help. Two o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time. Twelfth seeded Minnesota against thirteenth seeded Penn State. Winner plays Michigan tomorrow afternoon. I mean, look. And and the irony, Brock, is yeah. And I mean, I'm not picking on them or anything else. Every coach that ever ever coached a team in any sport says they always play in the greatest league. Although when the guys oh name your sport yeah. yeah. So yesterday the guys come in after visiting with the women's basketball team at Michigan State, and they said, "Where do you hear this?" And this guy, this coach, he goes on and on and on about oh the uh, 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 Dean Lockwood, I the mean, interim coach. I know you got to say the Big Ten's good, but he go. I thought my golly, he's going to have these guys in the WNBA finals in about five. But he goes, "You would have." 
have thought they've got the, this is the United States Olympic teams coming out of the Big Ten. Didn't, he you, goes tesse, on didn't you say, oh, now they're ready to play the Celtics now? Something like that. Or the Milwaukee Bucks have won 15 on in a row. Top to bottom, there's nobody in America. And I mean, I, I, I listened to this stuff, and, I, it, and the classic is I said, I'll bet some other media source will use this stuff. Which Probably. It's just baloney. But yeah. nonetheless, so... I'm thinking about what he said, you know, and I don't know him. I'm sure he's a good guy. He's filled in for nine games. He's going to fill in, I guess, the rest of the season. Oh, nobody gets into that. It was that their ending is one of the more bizarre stories I've ever seen come out of Michigan State. The way it's been handled. That said, uh, Minnesota opens today against Penn, Penn State, State. two o'clock. Uh, uh, they're awful. I mean, just tell like it is. They're awful. Okay. One of them's going out of their misery okay. this afternoon with a loss. That's just game one, well, folks. I, I'll guess because Minnesota is closer to home, and Penn State could absolutely care less. They were awful against Michigan State at home this last weekend. So Minnesota, none of these teams should be playing. But nonetheless, they put them all in the tournament. So, so there you go. So I'll guess Minnesota will okay. snipe them. All right. And but the better one's the second game, in, in the ga- anchor game in, of the thrill in Manila. In game two. <laughs> 25 minutes after game one, 11th seeded Rutgers plays 14th seeded at Northwestern. Winner plays Illinois tomorrow night. Well, Illinois is average. I don't care what they're ranked. I don't care what all the rhetoric these coaches give you. All you have to do is be a thinking person who watches sports and watch them and then tell me what you think when you watch all these teams play. The four you mentioned today are awful. They're the four worst teams I've ever seen play in women's Big Ten, ever. And that's saying something. Ever. They're the four. And I haven't even Will got... you say the same thing next year? Well, Wisconsin's horrible. Wisconsin actually got a single bye. They're the 10th seed. They play Purdue tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. I think... You know, Northwestern, the, the couple of years ago, they weren't too bad. But boy, yep. times have changed. I, I Somehow, some way, I think Northwestern's, Rutgers is, let's just say when the coach retired, that Vivian Stringer. And Rutgers is the higher seed. Rutgers is the 11th seed. Northwestern's the very last seed. They, there may not be a basket scored in that game. But nonetheless, I told Brock, I said, I'll, bet, I'll take Northwestern by... A missed shot. Not a made shot, a missed okay. shot. But at any rate, they start today, so yep. have at it. Yep, so there you go. There are four, there are four teams in the league. There are four teams in the league, and then Ohio State can play funky as the fifth team, whatever. And after that, you can, you can lump them all together for the most, except these four at the bottom. But I heard all that rhetoric. Yes, I said, you know, I mean, look, every coach plays in the toughest league, top to bottom. You know why? Because their team isn't good enough to beat the rest of them, and that's why it's the toughest league. But that starts today. Now, what are the best girls' district semifinals tonight? Uh, the girls in the state high school basketball tournament, they played their district semifinals tonight, okay? And, of course, Fred will have all those scores and the highlights of the key games coming up tonight at 1120 on Channel 10. That's a big part of the day-to-day. Uh, by the way, Michigan State and Nebraska in the Big Ten women's tournament, what they play tomorrow at 12.30. Is that when it is? Yes. And whoever and wins you'll hear it, that on 12.40 WGIM at 12.15. Now, the winner sure. of that one, and that one just toss a coin. Nebraska beat them in Lincoln, but believe me, Nebraska is no box of chocolate. So the winner, that one's a toss-up. But the winner gets Indiana, and that ain't a toss-up. Uh, and even though Michigan State beat Indiana at the Breslin Center in December, times have changed. Uh, but that's tomorrow. And I, we're carrying that, are we not? Uh, WJM. I just said, yeah, I just said that. Twelve fifteen tomorrow right. afternoon. Pre-game that I only go for the tip. Uh, I it's know tips at twelve thirty. Uh, right. Know. Dalton uh, Shetler will have it on the Spartan Media Network. Whatever. All right. So that's tomorrow. So what are the girls' uh, semifinal district oh, games? Oh, now uh, you're making me. Hazlitt plays tonight, don't they? In Eaton Rapids, they well both of them. Catholic must play as well too. Yeah, yeah, they play tonight. The Give one me a that second. gets I'll my the, the one that gets my attention is the girls' districts at uh, Eaton Rapids. 
And remember, if you're going to these tournament games, unlike one of our nasty callers yesterday, you're not going to walk. He the, was upset. You're not going to walk in the door with cash and buy a ticket. I don't make the rules. Don't complain to me. You know, you got what you have to have that on your iPhone. What the. Uh, you got to buy it all. Uh, what is it? GoFan.com. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, okay, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Division One. Uh, Waverly is going to play uh, DeWitt. Uh, St. John's plays Grand Ledge. That's at Waverly High School. Um, Holt will play Okemos at uh, Mason. Uh, and uh, Mason's going to play Jackson Northwest. All right, Division well, they, Two. You know, there, Jackson Northwest and Holt probably are in a showdown to play Friday night, and they're both very good. Uh, yeah, Holtz, uh, Janae Tyler is a terrific well, Jackson player. Northwest is good, too. Yeah, they're good every single so, yeah, year. Just skip, they'll both win the night, and on they go to Friday. Yep. And that's, where's that? that's at Mason, right? That's at Mason All High right, School. All right, so that one we got figured. I don't know who's going to win the final, but, yep. but uh, those e- two will win tonight. Uh, Eaton Rapids, uh, let's see. This it, is the best district. Yeah. Uh, Hazlitt plays uh, Charlotte in the game one. That's a That's romp. at 530. And Lansing Catholic plays Williamston at 7 o'clock. That's, That'll be closer. That's more competitive. That'll be closer, but this is inevitably, this is a Hazlitt-Lansing. And you know what, Brock? I'm not convinced Hazlitt's just going to automatically beat them like they did the last time. I think Catholic's pretty tough. Catholic's pretty good. Uh, they've got the, the, the Richard sisters, Leah and Hannah, or Anna, uh, Anna, I'm sorry, Anna Richards. Well, the, the, and Hazlitt's got the best starting five. We've talked about that. One of all the best long. teams in the state of Michigan is going to be done without winning the district because Catholic and Hazlitt more than likely are going to face each yep. other on Friday night. Happens every year. So anyway, we got that. Uh, before we but get that's to... the best one. That's no. the best uh, district uh, semifinals. There's all other right. good games, though. All right, so you get them all tonight. Uh, Fred will have them with you for Channel 10 at 11.20. Time now for the Sparrow Stout on Sports Gillespie Group High School Salute. The Gillespie Group is renowned for quality and dedication. Honored to salute a high school high, uh, standout each day right here on the Sparrow Stout on Sports. Brock, the, you've seen him play. Kid's a sophomore. Uh, at East Lansing High School, Cam Hudson, 23 points the other night, hit the game winner in overtime. East Lansing uh, came back and defeated uh, uh, Okemos, 57-56. East Lansing is only, I think, uh, like 11-9, uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, they're 11-9. and nine. But the, And Cam Hudson is the son of former Spartan Andre Hudson. Just a sophomore. And on the other side, the freshman star for Okemos is K.J. Torbert, and his dad's Colvin Torbert, yep. the former Michigan State standout. So I'd rather see those two guys have a little shootout at halftime, uh, Kelvin versus uh, Andre Hudson. But nonetheless, Cam Hudson is our salute today. He's a 10th grader. He'll make East Lansing a very difficult team for the next couple of years because he'll just get better, better, better. He's got good he- good heritage, too. Yeah, he He's played, got good genes. He played, as a, uh, he played on varsity last year. He was a backup last year, but he's starting, and is he's really good. The Gillespie Group is really good, too. Proud of its projects near and far across Michigan. The 90 employees of Gillespie, led by Pat Gillespie, the founder, they have great recognition from many organizations, governmental bodies, and the like. You're always doing good business with Gillespie. Great properties everywhere. And the Gillespie salute this morning. Okay, sophomore Cam Hudson from East Lansing High School, 23 points the other night. His team... Am I correct in calling that a mild upset over Okemos? They played last Friday, and Okemos beat them at home 57-48. This but they had to come overtime. from behind to do it. So, so uh, East Lansing's dangerous. They are. And this Cam Hudson is one of their top uh, standout players, a 10th grader, 23 points. Cam Hudson of East Lansing is our Gillespie group. Wednesday morning, Sparrow High School. Salute to break. We go and back we come. What say you? we got a number of guests along the way today, a lot to get into, a lot to cover. We will get to Big Ten men's basketball. 
Um, and we'll get the quality dairy stats on that game and a whole lot more as we roll on. And like Brock says, the surprise game last night of the two in the Big Ten really wasn't Michigan State-Nebraska, in our opinion. Uh, Indiana-Iowa, I thought, who are the... Who, uh, like Butch and Sundance said, uh, both teams. Who are these guys? Just, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in the next segment. And we're back in a moment. We all want more out of work and out of life. More top-line ideas, more bottom-line results, more support on the job to get us more time away from the job. To get more, it helps to have a trusted partner like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. We help you stretch dollars and offer the health care coverage you want so you can focus on your job and life away from it. To see what Blue Cross can do for you, visit timeformore.com. When you find that perfect home, the one you've been searching for, call the mortgage professionals at Mercantile Bank. Our team is dedicated to helping you find the perfect mortgage for your life and your future. And you won't find a more personal loan experience because to us, it is personal. Let's find your happy place. Visit us online at mercbank.com slash mortgage. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. One of Michigan's big supporters is Chupin and Sons Recyclers, located out of Kalamazoo, but a presence all over the state in the Midwest. Founded in 1968 by the family, Mark Chupin is the head these days, Tom Emmerich at his side, and recycling to make the state a better place is the aim. Google Chupin for all of the locations and opportunities to recycle and make our state cleaner. Good employment opportunities as well. From a six-person scrap metal recycler now with over 500 skilled employees, Way to go, Shoepan and Sons. Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center. You always mention Stout on Sports at that one location. You always get 10% off. Open 1030 to 10. You can even call in advance to have your order delivered to you curbside right on time. No waiting in line at 374-1301. Okay? You'll love all the different options you have from Culver's, especially at this time of the year when you want to use the drive through Culver's has been red hot. Again, call in advance with your order at Culver's in the Eastwood Town Center, 374 7 4 13 one Never gone down to the Nut House? Half off happy hour Fridays, 4 to 7. Great appetizers, salads, wraps, outstanding burgers, giant sandwiches, pizza, desserts, something for everyone. It's time to get down to the Nut House Sports Crew. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Com, convenient locations all over our area, especially East Lansing and Okemos. Cottage and Pizza, offering a wide variety of gourmet pizzas, and you can build your own just the way you want. Handmade Dough closes at 11.30 each night. Way to go, George Hoover, with the continued growth and success of our official pizza, Cottage and Gourmet Pizza. You love the perfect water at any time during the year in a variety of different ways, including soft water. That's Culligan of Lansing at 393 1900. We get the inside scoop from Craig Prang of Culligan. Craig? Yeah, thanks, Tim. You know, we have the new Aquacentral 
softening systems, conditioning systems. They are unbelievable. They use the least amount of energy, least amount of water, and more importantly, they use the they use the least amount of salt of anything in the market. Um, they are. I can't put them in fast enough right now. You can rent them. You can buy them. You can do anything you want with them. Um, they're designed for most every home. And, again, we can tailor make that softener uh, key for your home and for your water. It's designed for the whole house. Uh, they are just, I can't sell them fast enough. So give me a call, 517-393-1900, um, Essential Softeners. It's been a tremendous year. It always is. It's a great area company. Culligan Water of Lansing, Duckle Road, and Lansing to serve you. We love to endorse Duff Schroeder and his company, Schroeder Homes, on Dobie Road in Okemos. Everything they do at Schroeder Homes revolves around helping you make highly informed home buying choices so that you're totally satisfied. Google and check the reviews on Schroeder Homes with three communities in the Lansing area for you to build your dream home. Call for an appointment at 349-0560. The most dependable and reliable home builder in mid-Michigan we believe continues to be Schroeder Homes. You go see for yourself. At Doggy Daycare and Spa, we love dogs, and we love taking care of your furry family member when you cannot. Our daycare and boarding services are offered exclusively to dogs who are enrolled in our program. Our team of dog lovers will provide your dog with the attention they need and deserve. Stop in for a tour at either one of our convenient locations on Mount Hope Highway in Delta Township and on the corner of Grand River and Cornell in Okemos. Give us a call at 333-WOOF. That's 333-9663, and let us love your dog. Doggy Daycare and Spa, where the hip hounds hang out. Tax season, taxes handled to this year, next year, the year after. You want Deb Alderding and everybody at Mid Michigan Tax. We tell you this every single year because it isn't a one shot deal. Then you got somebody that's going to work with you forever. All right, at 694 9545. Mid Michigan Tax, led by Deb Alderding at 694 9545. To insurance, that's always Evan Wilson. I give you his phone number. It's easy to remember every day, 816 2000. He's the senior vice president now at Climax Insurance. That's Climax Insurance. Hit the request a quote button that gets you free gift card. Spend it any way you want. No obligation. But when you see what he can do for you, as I always like to say, thank us later. Evan Wilson, 816-2000. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing's only sports station, The Game, 730 a.m. All right, the quality dairy stats are what we give you every day here in the Sparrow Stout on Sports Quality Dairy. More than 80 years serving the area. Lenten season is here as we know, and that means their bakery has got everything for you during this Lenten season that's special to you from Quality Dairy. So Michigan State's up 37-22. The text comes in from a friend. Who wins this game? And I said that's absolutely... You mean Nebraska. You said Michigan State was ahead. I mean, in the game. So Nebraska's up 37-22. Who wins? I said, that's not even... I thought it'd be close. Yeah, closer, I said, closer than it turned out to I be. I said State. He says, you're right. That's what we say here. State wins. Nebraska will never handle it. Uh, and sure enough. And uh, like Brock says, Nebraska, this is just a suggestion. If you're going to move for, at how they're 15 and 15 playing some of the defense they play. Oof. It was real simple. State missed the, the only reason State was behind, in my opinion, the first half because they didn't make anything. Second half, they went in. All right. What do I have to, first, two things I tell you. I know. First half doesn't count. 
And uh, so it's a simple was, game. If it goes in, so, you win. If you miss it, you lose. Yeah, simple as that. Complicated. Simple that, as but, that. Yeah, but this uh, is what I deal with. Folks. Absolutely as simple as that. And as the ball went in in the second. How? I mean, I'd ask Nebraska. How is it you go from twenty six points you gave up in the first half to fifty four in the second half? Something tells me either that was a great locker room halftime speech on the Michigan State side, or it wasn't a good halftime speech in the locker room on the Nebraska side. But and I, you know, when I'm watching Nebraska play defense, I'm thinking these guys won eight Big Ten games. Exactly how did they do that? But the inca- and but like and I agree with Brock, that wasn't the classic game. No, I mean you tell me if you'd have given me last night on DraftKings fan do whatever you call it, you say, oh man, tonight at home I can have Indiana plus twenty one against Iowa. At home. At home. I got the Hoosiers. They're coming off a win at Purdue. Exactly. I got the Hoosiers plus 21 against the luckier in heck Iowa beat Michigan State. I'll take the Hoosiers in 21. Yeah, put 50 down on it. And <laughs> 50. 50,000. And you'd have lost. And I lost. Because Indiana just decided not to show up and... That's pretty much what Mike Woodson said after the game. He said, we left our game in Purdue. And I told you about Indiana. Indiana looks really good sometimes. Well, how am I supposed to do a legitimate Big Ten power poll the way these teams play? Yeah. I do You think have to put Purdue number one because, Indi- again, I watch Indiana. I'm like, Miller Cop's no good. Race Thompson's no good. I do this think. This guy's no good. That guy, But Trace Jackson Davis is good. But the rest of the guys, they suck. You know. They if, suck. If you take Zach Eady out of the Big Ten... I claim players 1 to 10 just on basketball okay. talent. Michigan State 1 to 10 has got as much talent as any team in this league. And they lost Ooh. and they lost okay. and they lost four key players. Now they're probably going to end up losing the same number of games they've lost each of the last 2 years. They've lost 13-13 and they've got 11 now. Yes. So if they don't win the Big 10 tournament or the NCAA tournament, then that's 13 losses Bo- to your both point, are likely. Uh, both likely. Both are likely. Okay. I mean, they may win some games in both sure, tournaments. Right, 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 right. But they'll, you, beat, no, they'll beat Ohio State But if State you want to Saturday. assume they're not going to win either tournament, then right. you have to have a loss. Well, that gives you 13 losses because yep. they'll beat Ohio State. And uh, But uh, I think in terms of – and I don't think there – how many how many Big Ten players will be chosen in the 60-player NBA draft in June? There will be a few. Trace Jackson Davis will. Assuming, he, assuming, assuming he leaves. Why assu- would he stay? Why would he stay? Yeah. And I don't know, enough, around those other I guys don't know enough about Chris Murray at Iowa. Well, he's, you remember, he's Kenyon Murray's son. He's the younger brother of Keegan Murray who left. Uh, uh, now, Weedy and Dickinson can go back, correct? Yes. Well, all these guys can come back. I think Trace Jackson Davis can come back for another year. I'll but why you, would he? I'll bet you there aren't more than two Big Ten players chosen in the NBA draft in June for a couple of different reasons, but two. And if you look at NBA draft net, there aren't that many that are on there in the first place. Edie's not even listed to begin with. I think that performance last night by Indiana probably cemented the Big Ten player of the year to Zach Edie because I was never... I, I, you know, I, I I'll get the updated NBA draft list, but we got uh, I, Jill Marlin on right so now. So I, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't totally convinced exactly how this was going to play out to the end of the week in terms of some of these, you know, these uh, uh, awards that are going to get announced on Monday uh, because that's the way they do it. The Big Ten uh, part of the whole deal. Jill Marlin from Peak Performance Physical Therapy is always a special guest for us. Brock Pelvic Floor. Disorders. Have you ever had one We've of those? We've talked about this before, but it's been a while. What is it? What is the pelvic floor? Well, Jill's on the other end of our line. Morning, Jill. 
Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, good to talk to you again. I don't think I've heard of the term, the I've heard of a pelvic, a pelvis and a pelvic issue, uh, but a pelvic floor. Start us off. Yeah, so this is something that's very much overlooked in the athletic population. And when we are looking at the pelvic floor, you have to think about pressures. So you have your diaphragm that's on the top of your abdomen, your peritoneal cavity. You have your pelvic floor that is actually the base or the floor of this. You have your abdominal muscles that are on the front. And then you have your, your spinal stabilizers that are on the back. And so if you can think of that as a closed encapsulated pressure capsule, your pelvic floor is sustaining and holding all of that in regards to organs and the pressures in your interabdominal and your overall core stability. So when you talk about core training, and core stability, your pelvic floor is tremendous and very much overlooked in regards to any kind of sports, athletic, even upright posturing with all of the individuals that we see. Is there one unique sport that comes to mind immediately where pelvic floor issues can become an issue? Well, I'd say there's a couple. Um, We see hockey players that tend to have some issues with pressure in regards to pelvic floor. And what we'll end up seeing is there's a thing called a sports hernia, where you actually get a hernia kind of deep down into your groin, and it's oftentimes misdiagnosed. And they don't understand truly why it's there. But what they've started to look at now from the research is that a sustained and weak pelvic floor has made a tremendous difference where they're actually engaging hip flexors more, and they actually start to get a hernia kind of right down in the in the groin region. The other aspect is runners. Runners that are long distance runners, over 70% of long distance runners have some sort of incontinence. And that is due to fatiguing and weak pelvic floor. All of these and both of these conditions and, and many more conditions due to weak pelvic floor are treated and very much treated successfully in pelvic floor physical therapy. You've seen a lot of this through the years, and are we talking gender, uh, you know, is there a gender issue there? Is there an age issue there? Or can anybody suffer pelvic floor issues? Yeah, so, you know, what we see is, and we see both genders, so we see male and female, and typically with with males, we'll see, you know, oftentimes after like a prostatectomy or, um, you know, different things in regards to hernias and, and those type of things, which those are all signs of not managing pressure well or postoperative changes that occur in the abdomen pelvic floor area. With females, we'll often see a lot of incontinence issues, especially with sports, pressure, running, those type of things. And this happens as young as high school and college. So this isn't something that is just with age. Now, I will say that it does increase with age. And in women, it does increase if you've had one or more children. So understanding the pelvic floor is huge in the ability to maintain continence, to maintain an overall pelvic floor stability you know, throughout your lifespan, because as you age, your pelvic floor tends to get weaker and the effects of gravity become more difficult to manage on the pelvic floor in both men and women. And this can be helped along toward uh, a good conclusion of the issue with physical therapy, correct? A hundred percent. So 
Physical therapists that are pelvic floor trained are postdoctoral trained. So they are physical therapists that have gone through a doctoral program that are doctors of physical therapies that have then gone back and done certification specifically in treatment of the pelvic floor. Now this can be done externally, but it also can be done internally. So you can go in vaginally, rectally, both in male and female, obviously, to be able to treat the pelvic floor musculature, the pain, the discomfort, um, the incontinence issues, all of that in through there. And so we look at that and we have five therapists currently that are postdoctoral trained in pelvic floor. And we look at this with our athletes as well as, you know, many of our low back pain, many of our hernia patients and hip pain patients. Because if you're not managing pressures, you can have a lot of carryover in regards to continence issues. I, I would think there'd be some confusion. I'm thinking of myself now with that kind of a pain. Is this not a hip issue instead of a pelvic issue? Can people get confused on the two? Yeah, so you can get, and the same thing, and that's why when you have a sports hernia, um, like we have like a lot of our soccer players, a lot of our hockey players get these sports hernias. On average, to diagnose a sports hernia, it takes around eight months. And so when you're looking at what is causing this and what are truly, you know, what is really happening, even in the medical professionals, it takes a tremendous amount of time to determine what is really going on because your pain can be elsewhere. With a sports hernia, you can be getting, you know, more anterior hip pain that refers down. You can be getting abdominal pain um, with pelvic floor you know, you can be getting pain that's referred to other areas. Does this require either an MRI or an X-ray, or it can be diagnosed without either of those two? Yeah, so when you have pelvic floor weakness, the issue with pelvic floor weakness is that it's invisible. It is actually a functional movement that occurs. So as your diaphragm moves, so as you're breathing in and out, your pelvic floor should be moving with this. So it's a dynamic movement of stability that occurs. And so, you know, when you look at your pelvic floor and how it affects that, you have reflexes that are involved, you have muscles that are involved, you have your urogenital system, you have your nephrology, kidneys that are all involved in this. One of the big signs of a potential weaker pelvic floor is that you're getting up frequently throughout the night to go to the bathroom. So that is a sign that potentially you may need some increased pelvic floor and pressure management to be able to be you know, more functional throughout the day and throughout the night. This is just one area that peak performance can help so many people, young, old men or women. There are five locations. The newest is in Grand Rapids. It could just continues to grow. DeWitt, uh, Mason, Okemos, Westshire Drive, and Lansing, all under the umbrella phone number of 853-6800. Peak performance physical therapy. They're in their 12th year now. Jill founded the place, and you can see and you can hear between her and Matt how many great opportunities there are for you to find therapy to help what ails you feel better. Jill, I always appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. You as well. It's been great talking to you. We three times. Yeah, Thanks, Tim. absolutely. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we got caught up a little bit this week because of our schedules through February that were a little bit changed, and we always uh, appreciate peak performance physical therapy, giving her their best advice, whether it's for athletes, recreational athletes, or just you're trying to get around and feel good about what you're doing. More in a moment. You're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. We're right back.
Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Uh, coming up uh, at, well, we got, uh, we got interviews coming up. What, Adam Nightingale, amongst others, coming up for the rest of the show. Just keep on listening. Uh, at 1 o'clock, Tiger Baseball. Tigers are playing a spring training baseball uh, today. Uh, you'll be listening to that at 1 o'clock. And... Uh, and then at 4 o'clock, offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. At 6.35, it's Pistons basketball. It's the uh, Pistons at the Chicago Bulls. And over on 1240 WGIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, it is the Tom Izzo radio show. It's either the last one or the next to last one of the season. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. McIntosh and Associates want to help you earn the money that matches inflation when you call 877-222-8849. Maintain purchasing power. It's important to a sound retirement plan. Market link returns without the risk is the specialty at McIntosh and Associates. The bank is not the best place to save money. You got options. Learn how to safely double your returns over the bank CDs. McIntosh and Associates. Again, the magic number 877-222-8849. The prestigious Abood Law Firm has offices in East Lansing and Birmingham and has been around since 1956. 332-5900, Abbott and Saginaw and East Lansing. Abood Law understands it's essential to get an attorney involved in your legal issues as early as possible. If you're dealing with legal problems, contact Andrew Abood and his great staff at Abood Law in East Lansing immediately and you'll get the help that you need and can depend on. Abood Law, we heartily endorse Andrew Abuda Bood Law 332-5900. What is the Greater Lansing Sports Authority? They're a full-service sports commission with a passion for bringing in, creating, and supporting sports events of all kinds. And their free services include everything from event development and tournament planning, locating the right partners and facilities, and even recruiting volunteers. They're dedicated to helping you host the best event possible in Michigan's capital region. In Greater Lansing, we all love the game. You can Learn more at lansingsports.org. Where is the best place to get affordable office furniture in Lansing? It's the DBI Office Outlet. Hello, my name is Lucas Shaw, DBI Office Outlet Manager. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're seriously thinking of updating your home inside or out, okay? From personal experience, we fully endorse custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos. They added a massive deck to our home earlier this year. We offered them a video praising the quality of work and the entire experience. Online, go to custombuilt.com or call them at 881-9871. Get an appointment for whatever interests you. This company of Michael Flory is fabulous. We totally recommend them to help you. Custom-built design and 
remodeling at Okemos. Here's some great news for anyone with sports injuries. Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is adding four new highly skilled sports medicine surgeons to its team. If you've ever wanted to be treated by doctors who worked with MSU's top stars of the Lansing Lugnuts, now is the time. Doctors Douglas Dietzel, Andrew Scorfar, Michael Shingles, and Luke Wilcox have great experience treating athletes of all types from high schools to the pros. Learn more about their leading-edge medicine at sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. All right, golfers, March is here, and this Friday at Leading Edge Golf, Jolly Road across from Okemos High School, another demo day. Ping brings all of its brand-new products for you to inspect. You don't need a reservation, but they're recommended at 349-7274, so you can try out all the products, and demo days at Leading Edge Golf are a huge deal. The number one retailer for golfers in the area, six days a week, 12 months a year, the Ping Demo Day, this Friday at Leading Edge Golf in Okemos. And on Jolly Road, just east of there, okay, now in a Jolly Okama Strip Mall. Remember, that's the home of our official printer, ASAP Printing, 349-7300, well marked in the strip mall, park in front or call Ed Giles. People, no job is too big or too small. It's the company you want for any printing at 349-7300. The Game, 730 AM. Streaming the best at nonstop sports talk now for all of Lansing and the free Game 730 AM app. Tap, Tap in today. Uh, the Stoutland Sports live stream show each weekday, 335 or 340 uh, weekdays at WILX.com. Click the live stream button. Crystal Holloman and I will visit with you for 10 minutes live, get you updated on everything between now and then. That's what we do every day. And, uh, well, we got a clarification on one of the girls' semifinal district games tonight. Yeah, yep. Uh, Hazlitt's playing Eaton Rapids. Hazlitt's playing Charlotte. Eaton Rapids. I thought it was Charlotte. I'm, that's incorrect. Thank you, Lyle. Uh, Eaton Rapids beat Charlotte 46 to 19. And as I mentioned earlier, amongst all of I the. I couldn't remember. Uh, of amongst all of the observances next week on our 30th anniversary of Stout on Sports, one week from today, all day Wednesday till they close at 2 o'clock. Uh, at uh, Sparty's Coney Island in Frandor, you mentioned, what did he say, happy anniversary, Tim, or happy anniversary, Stout on Sports. Your entire bill is discounted 30%. That's 1% for each year we've been on the air. That's next Wednesday only at Sparty's, although every Tuesday, it's half price Tuesday with the Coney Islands for that. And their Coney's are great. you got to buy a, a regular item, and then you get Coney's, at, like you said, for $1.99. So, great deal. I, so after last night, uh, do we have a couple more Big Ten Beds basketball games tonight, do we not? I mean, yeah, uh, one second. Because a, a number of the noteworthy games are tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that the Zach Eady, even though Purdue has struggled, he'll probably end up as Big Ten uh, player of the year. Tonight, tonight two games. Mar- 21st-ranked Maryland at Ohio State. I'll bet you that's a lot closer yep, than you agreed. think. That's senior night at Ohio State. Would it shock you if Ohio game. State won? Nope. I agree. No, Maryland's on a road. Yep. Penn State at Northwestern at 9 o'clock. Th- that's destined to be close because I think Northwestern is 
I, I mean, I just don't think they are what everybody thinks they are. I, I think for them, they've it's been an. That's not saying they're not going to win tonight. Penn State needs the win to stay, you know, I would alive. Pick Northwestern by five or six points. I bet okay. it's close all the I'll way around. And then that. tomorrow night, you've got a couple of them. No, Michigan's at Illinois tomorrow night. And then also Purdue's at Wisconsin tomorrow and, and, night. And if Rutgers per- is at Minnesota. Rutgers is at Minnesota. You know, I mean, as bad as Minnesota is at 1 and 17. 16. 16 1 and 16. One and 16 and they haven't won a Big Ten home game yet. But why do you know, Rutgers has struggled. Well, all I heard all year, Rutgers, Rutgers, boy, between the Big Ten Network guys. The moment Steve a team went, last night after State won, I thought the Big Ten Network guys were going to stick them in the Final Four. And they came close. They came close. The moment one of these teams wins, then they go back to the Big Ten desk and all these guys have got these guys winning the NCAA title. There were other games last night of note. I watched a little bit of North Carolina State at Duke. North Carolina State plays like a football team. But Duke, Duke had, Duke Duke had a, NC State went on an 8-0 run to cut a 12-point. It was almost like Iowa-Michigan State, but okay. they ran out of gas, and Duke won by four. And Duke, you know, Duke's getting better. Duke's undefe- They went undefeated at Cameron Indoor Stadium this year. Well, undefeated, 15-0. They go to North Carolina There's only on one problem. The tournaments aren't at Cameron Indoor. Uh, correct. So they're going to have to get out of there, and we'll see what. But they, you know, at the end of the year, these teams look different than they do all of them, better or worse, than they do at the front of the year for a variety of reasons. And I think some players get worn down, injuries wore them down. I have no idea what to think of Nebraska because we've been told, boy, they're hot. They've won four in a row. And then when you watch them give up 54 at home on senior night in the second half, is it natural to say, what what in the world? How, How did they do that, you know? I mean, it's one thing to give up 44. I've seen Nebraska this year. Nebraska they is. held them to 20. Only, the only reason State got, in my opinion, is because State couldn't hit a shot. The moment they got kind of tuned up, you know, settled in, then Nebraska didn't guard. And then, of course, then State played a little better defense. I mean, I agree They with, played better in the second half. Well, I yeah. agree with Tom. I think all this starts with defense. I mean, if nothing else, defense will keep you in the game if you can't make anything. And and, and, and they were down 12 at the half. Yeah, they were down more than that. I thought, never did I ever think they were out of it. Never did State I. State shot 45% from the floor. Six, they made 16 three-pointers compared to seven for Nebraska. They only got to the line seven times, six for seven from the line. You know, the, the one thing about watching Iowa, if you think about the way Iowa, you know, Iowa's not a, that state is not a natural state for loaded with high school football and basketball talents. Because so they got many high schools they, they in that gotta state. Go, they got to go find it elsewhere. Yep. So if you, if you assume that Iowa in basketball is not going to get a lot of NBA prospects, what's their best way to compete favorably? And I think the way they do it, can they find three-point shooters? Now you're not going to win. That's how Wisconsin everybody. survives. Can, well, yeah, that's Wisconsin, right. Because they don't have a big high school basketball no, hotbed. It's not so like here in Michigan. Have, if it's not like where you're just going to get all the guys out of the inner cities who can ball and uh, drive and right. dunk and yep. run up Do and down a floor, yep. how can you compete? Well, you're not going to win them all. But if you get hot with those threes, and if you thought Iowa was hot at the end against State last night against Indiana. I mean, and, and Indiana just kept, their fan base was so frustrated because, you know, they're just begging the Hoosiers after their Purdue win. Everybody well, wants to feel good. Like play. you always say, play, play, play. play they didn't you? play. Play, but Iowa made them. Now, they're going to be a game that Iowa, play, you know, and Iowa just came in a whisker of winning over here at the Breslin Center. That guy had a wide open look, and if he made it, they'd have beat State by one, but well, he missed it. Well, that and then happens they missed that, that happens, okay? They're not, you're not going to win them all when you shoot those threes. However, if you can't, 
can get hot. It's amazing. I mean, you think Iowa, Iowa shot- was 22 points better than Indiana? No, no. Uh, they shot 55.6% from the floor. Uh, they made 13 three-pointers. 13 of 23 from three, that's 56%. I think this Big Ten tournament is, and I wouldn't count State out of it either. I wouldn't count them out. I don't know Depends if they on can, the draw. I don't know if they can win four in a row. Yeah, that's what I'm don't, I don't, I don't think they can. Because that tends to wear you down. Because they're not going to be, they're probably not going to get a top four seed, which means a double Like buy. if you had probably to pick not. a team right now to win the Big Ten oh, tournament. Oh, man. I mean, honest to goodness, pick a team right now. First of all, I would take a team that's only going to have to play three games. Okay? So how many get the double bye? Four. Four. And we'll find out Sunday night. Well, you know, Michigan's got a shot. Yes, they do. If Michigan wins two, they're the two seed. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. And, and this is the greatest com- this is the greatest conference in America. And Michigan they're a bubble wins team. Too, they're the and Michigan's seed. a bubble team. And Michigan's a bubble team. Yeah. Although if they win two, they won't be a bubble team. Oh, if they win the next two games and and win one in the Big Ten tournament, that's twenty wins. They'll be in. I think Michigan State has a better shot to win the Big Ten tournament than Michigan. I'm not saying okay. either one of them will. No, I don't think either of them will. The favorite is going to be Purdue. Right. They're but gonna... do you trust them? No. No, because they got freshman guards. I don't guards. trust them to win at Wisconsin tomorrow. That uh, thing yeah, will be, be an tight. absolute grinder. That'll be tight. Now, they have to win one to clinch the outright Big Ten title, even though they've been struggling. But I'm wondering if this isn't good for Purdue now, because if they would have just sailed into the NCAA tournament, it only takes that one bad game like State had against Middle Tennessee or against... Well, it happened Sir- to go with Purdue last year against St. Peter's in the It just takes that one bad game that screws up the whole thing, and now you're done. you got a great record, but you're out like Kentucky's had those 38-2 and two records and all that, but you're out because yeah. it's a Single game knockout. Yep. Wichita State went thirty-five and one, but lost to Kentucky in the second round. It meant absolutely nothing in the end. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I think State's got a tight thing. I'm like, like I listened to Tom last night. Yeah, they got to play better defense. I totally agree with that. He said AJ Hogard took ownership. He said AJ Hogard said I played terrible in the first half. I'll play better in the second but, half. But the and only, he did. the only thing I'd say, to, you know, before everybody, like you know, all these Big Ten experts on there, before you guys all go nuts off one game, it's against Nebraska. Now, come on, it's true. This is Nebraska. Yep. All right. This is not. They don't guard anybody. You know, this is not Alabama. It's not Houston. It's not the. You know, it's not the Big five this is nebraska so you mean you gotta you gotta weigh this a little bit or teams in the big 12 who are legit or those yeah uh, athletic teams will you know to me will, will get, and, and are they going to get worn down you know are they going to get worn down so but i think state i think but to me they've got just about as good a shot as anybody but i don't know if they can do that four games in four nights yeah, i don't know who thing. can well, somebody. Well, it's easier uh, they for may me not. to eliminate teams than it is. You know, here's my dark horse. You want a dark horse for Go. the Big Ten title? Go. My dark horse to win the Big Ten tournament is Maryland. I was going to say Iowa. I don't know if they can shoot that well four days okay. or three, whatever they get. Gotcha. I just don't know if they can shoot that well three. Bye bye. You said Maryland. I'll go with that. I'll buy that. Well, I'm not. But now, don't get me wrong. Oh, I know. You know, this is not one of my guarantee. I mean, I'm just I saying. Know. I think Maryland is. You know, State didn't have to play them on the road, and Maryland has come on. You know, they're ranked this week. Fair or not? They're Maryland's twenty first. Yeah, they're in the NCAA tournament. They're twenty and nine. Who's a better team, Indiana or Maryland, on a neutral floor? Who's a better team? Boy. 
Trace Jackson, because of Trace Jackson Davis, I'll say slightly Indiana, but I don't think Indiana's other players are any good, other than that that Jalen Hoods Sclafino, who's I, pretty good. But behind closed doors, I'd like to ask Tom, I'd say, uh, between Indiana and Maryland, if you had to play one of the two for the tournament title, who would you rather face? Because they're not in Indianapolis, so it's not like it's an Indiana it's in Chicago. It's in Chicago. Yeah. Who would you rather face between Indiana and Maryland if you had to face one of the two? Probably Maryland. Although that's dangerous. I don't know. I think State could beat Purdue, but I don't think anybody wants to play them. That you don't I don't think play. State. I don't think State could beat Purdue. Well, because of, of Zach Eady. State doesn't have anybody that can guard him. Not many teams do. But by the way, it's not just against State. They'd be an underdog, but I, I, I don't trust I, Purdue's guards. I, I, I don't. I don't have that. Uh, no. If they both, I don't, if I, they both. Well, let's take it to... And the, I don't trust Matt Painter in a one-game knockout. If they each other for the Big Ten tournament title, I'll bet that thing would absolutely be a nail-biter. First of all, you know, Purdue would be playing... You know, now you're getting teams that are playing at least three games in three days, right. all right? right? So now fatigue probably is an issue. Sure. Is it, but, but could that be an issue with Edie? Could that be an issue with Purdue? When's yep. the last time he played three yep. pressure packs? Well, he did that last. Days? he did that last year because, remember, they got to the finals of the Big Ten tournament. Did they win it last year? I don't even remember. And then I would ask Tom, uh, what region do you want? What number one seed of the obvious number one seeds do you want? They're not going to get Purdue because they won't put them in the no, same probably region with not. the Big Ten team. Probably not. Would you rather face Houston? Would you rather face Alabama? Or, or Kansas? would you rather face Kansas? And boy, Kansas just slipped by Texas Tech last night. But they play in a real league, the Big 12. Because the Big 12 by far is the best league. Everybody says that. Here are the news headlines. we got a busy hour number two coming up. Guests coming up. Your call's coming up on the Culliga Water Hotline at 300-4263. And I'll be going. This is March 1st. March Madness is officially here with a month. It's the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment. But in this house, all I see is empty space. A sofa and autumn. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Michigan News Network. I'm Greg Gold. DTE and Consumers Energy crews still working round the clock to restore power to homes and businesses affected by two ice storms over the past week. Around Power and speed and his everyman personality. While the Mick patrolled center field and batted cleanup between 1951 and 1968, the Yankees won 12 American League pennants and seven World Series. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Christine. I'm a director and a performer. I got a free phone from Cricket, and I've used it to live stream. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The 
This is the Sparrow Stout on Sports, starring Tim Stout on the game, 738. Phone lines are open now on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-300-4263. Or you can send Tim an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Let's get back to the show. Here's the dean of mid-Michigan sports, Tim Stout. We remind you about our partner, Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, as we begin hour number two of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. More than 50 years serving thousands of people. They partner with those people. They partner with us. They sponsor In My View every weekday morning on the award-winning and ratings-leading WILX-TV weekday early morning news. All right, we partner with Shaheen Chevy Cadillac, and you can too. You'll be glad you did. On we go, hour number two, Culligan Water Hotline in Lansing. Joe is with us on the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. Sports. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so I guess I, you're talking about the winner of the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> Excuse me, I clear my throat. I'm going to pick Northwestern uh, only because they've had, you know, I mean, they're at home. They're in Chicago anyway, and they've had such a great year. Uh, but for, um, I'm thinking if you're going to have uh, 20 games played in the regular season for Big Ten, you don't need a Big Ten tournament. I mean, it's just, it's, it's senseless. It, it, it's just, uh, you know, it, it just, it's more wear and tear on the players. Um, and it, it's just, I, I, you know, I, I'd rather not see it anymore. I'd just rather have them just, the, the, you know, play it out the way they do. And, uh, you know, it's all it is is just for the money thing. And, you know, uh, so, you know, that, that's basically uh, my question for today. Do you think they should have the Big Ten tournament or do you think they should continue it? Well, it's so, come up. Thank thanks, you. Joe. I, my question is, how will it get amended when Southern Cal and UCLA join a conference? Exactly. How is it going to get amended? Yep. Is everybody in, or are we going to pare it down? Uh, didn't the postseason conference basketball tournaments relatively originate with the Atlantic Coast Conference? The ACC is the original and still the best. I mean, that, yeah. that's been part of their tradition Since for, the 50s. A long, for a long, long time that other conferences never did. Yeah. Uh, the SEC went to it. Ah, I have to check that out. The, uh, the SEC went to it. The Pac-12 did it for a few years in the 80s and then went away from it. And then because of money, television money, uh, they went back to it. I'm curious how many people that will be in Chicago next week or have been in Indianapolis in the past attend all 13 games. Because there's 13 games, right? How many are, are there? Any? How many of them attend all 13 games? And I don't know this, but is, do you, you have to buy the whole tournament, do you? Not only have to, or do, you, just, you, yeah. or do you just buy the day? Yeah, good question. I, I, I don't because it changes almost every year, and they're playing in the United Center, and that seats 20,000 or whatever. Whether right. I, uh, Joe, I, with all due respect, I'd be, I'll be. I won't be surprised. I'd be shocked if, if Northwestern Western wins a Big Ten tournament. Okay. By the way, the SEC men's basketball tournament has only been, it was in existence in the, th- in the 30s for a couple of times. Uh, then it went away for more than two decades, uh, 1952, uh, and uh, up until 1979 it didn't exist. And then 1979 until the present time, the SEC men's basketball tournament. I'll check the ACC And the irony, a little bit of Selection Sunday, that is the first day where we set our clocks ahead one hour. Yeah, we spring forward that Saturday. They spring forward a week from Saturday night. Okay, so on Sunday, it may, when they come on at 6 o'clock, what, it will feel like 5 o'clock, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, or thereabout. And it is still 6 o'clock on CBS. I believe so. The ACC tournament is the oldest and uh, most continuous. Uh, it is, it's been in existence since 1954. So, so there you go. So, and, and uh, 
and there are games on Sunday this week to end the Big Ten basketball regular yeah, season six games. for the men. And toward that end, uh, that's you know that's when the brackets for the Big Ten tournament can get set up. You know the other thing about the Big Ten tournament or any of these postseason conference tournaments, whoever gets knocked out early, to me that doesn't predict doom in the NCAA tournament if you were upset. And if you win your conference tournament, it doesn't guarantee a long run nope. in the NCAA tournament whatsoever nope. for a variety of different reasons. Nope. Uh, look at last year. Michigan, they got beaten the first round by Indiana. They blew a huge lead to Indiana and lost, and they were the last team standing in the Sweet 16. But so. but it'll be, I, I, I mean, to me, this is not a great Big Ten whatsoever. It's, a, no. it's an incredibly parity-driven and I think a lot of the reason these coaches say it's all great is because they don't have teams that they know they can guarantee can beat the other guy. The only team that gets beat all the time is Minnesota. And yet, Minnesota's been close in a couple of these games. Minnesota hasn't necessarily thrown in the towel. If you watch Minnesota, the issue there is just talent. They just don't have enough talent. And that's going to have to change one way or the other. Yeah, Ben Johnson's their second-year second, second year head coach. I think he's a second-year second year. Yeah, And they won at Ohio State, and they've come close, but they've been blown out, too. I mean, Michigan crushed them in Minneapolis. But with a long season, as long as this has been, every one of them, including Purdue, have had highs and lows. And Lansing, Jeff's next on the Sparrow Stout on Sports Morning. Jeff? Good morning. Uh, you know, when the... Big Ten tournament first started when uh, Michigan won the first one was tractor trailer, and I don't remember the name or the year, but the you know it was conjecture whether they were going to do it or not, and the deciding factor was that they asked the players, and the players all wanted to do it. I'm just wondering if uh, that would still be the case if the players would. Uh, I mean, it seems like everybody thinks it's getting to be ridiculous. You know, it's just a, a player killer anymore but uh you know i heard recently or, or looked it up or whatever that tractor trailer died quite young does anybody remember why what you know what he died from well thanks jeff I he think it was, was a heart problem well you know it? he had massive size and i think he had some other physical issues and you know like you i believe it was a uh, you know a cardiac issue and it's been a while since robert tractor trailer from detroit murray from detroit, right murray right was a standout and at michigan. michigan yeah he in was... lansing craig's next on the wednesday sparrow stout on sports morning, morning craig hey good morning tim uh yeah I, I heard you say earlier i've been kind of listening in and out of the show uh, about how you felt that michigan state was just as talented as anybody else in the big 10 one through 10 one through 10 and i i agree with that and, and because of that you know this isn't the best Team I've seen Michigan State floor before, uh, obviously, but the but I'm optimistic about their chances in the tournament because of just how inconsistent these top teams have been throughout the year. So, I mean, don't you feel that based on that, you know, one number one loses one night, they're good, you know, they're number one, then they lose. Don't you think that they've got actually a pretty good shot of? Going pretty deep in the tournament, you know, should they get on on a hot streak? I mean, well, I think I think. But I agree with what Tom Izzo says. They have hardly any margin for error. It's not his best team. It doesn't have his best players. Doesn't have his best defense. Doesn't have his best shooters. But when they kind of get into a little rhythm and get on a roll and get some momentum, which they did. But, but you know what? How many teams in the tournament against anybody else can you fall behind 37-22 and you think you're going to have as easy a chance to come back as they did against Nebraska? Because it was just – and, you know, the bigger classic is 
Nebraska led 55 to 45. In the second half, yeah. And got outscored 35 to 12 the rest of the way. Now, how does that just turn around? And not just on Michigan. You know, I always say it takes two to tango. This isn't just one team starting to win. You got to get help. You got to have somebody else help you get back in. A state helped Iowa. Right, they a, a, a little bit. You know, they a little bit. I mean, I mean, they turned geez. it over. They missed a free throw. They didn't. Even switch though they up shot thirty-one or thirty-six, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they that was more them. Iowa you, making with, great to shots. Me, you got to have help. Now, I don't think you can necessarily. You want to get behind it, and the first, if you're going to get fifteen down, make it the first half, not the second half. It makes it tougher to come back. And yet they were ten down. But I, I, I always look at both of them. I, I always say it isn't just one. I mean, are those? And you know, look, it's like as I say this endlessly. It's like putting and golf. Brock, I mean, you can make those 12-footers one day in the same putt the next day just won't go in. Yep. It'll come close, yep. but it won't go I've in. Heard, I, I've heard you say before. I'm pretty sure I've heard you say it. I know I've said it. Um, these teams need to have a couple pros on the team yep. to get far in the tournament. And I haven't seen them. Pl- I've seen them play, but I haven't seen them play enough. Could you guys tell me, and I'll let you go, uh, are there some pros on this team um, that you think, hey, these guys could make the jump to the next level? And thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you soon. I don't see one. I, I, oh, I, Michigan State? Well, but I don't see one almost the entire way. Uh, there, there are two players I see in a league, Edie and Trace Jackson Davis and maybe Chris Murray of Iowa. I mean, I think the There's rest... There's other guys that are going to get drafted, could get drafted in the first round, though. Up ahead of Dickinson of Michigan. Oh, way ahead of Dickinson. And I think, I'm talking about Jet Howard at Michigan, Kobe Bufkin at Michigan. They could go in the first I, round. I think what hurts staying in the potential. postseason is when times get tough, they don't have a guy like... And a lot of other teams don't either. Right. Don't have a guy like a Cassius Winston who can step up and... We or do, a Caitlin Clark. I mean, we got to get the ball to the guy who's won it for us all season yep. long. And this yep. we're going up or down with our, with our best. Yep. And, and I think identify who that is for state is a lot. T- I mean, look, if I'm playing state, you're going to have to figure out what to do against those guards. State's guards are an issue. When they play well, they're tough to beat. Yep. To and, me, and, to, and, jo- and thankfully, Joey Hauser's had a out. very good year. Yeah, but he to me is not the same as I. I, I if I'm if I'm scouting state, I, I got to figure out what we're going to do with Walker and Hogard. Well, yeah, those yeah. Are, to those because in college those you have are to have the guards. pins to their whole motor as those two guys. Yeah, you got to have you well, have to have guards. If they're not playing in the well and they're turning it over, if they're not shooting, then they got a problem, and they can get you back in the game. I think. To me, Hauser, 10 minutes, fine. 10 minutes, you don't see him, whatever. You need him. Oh, yes. You need him. And he's had a good year this year. Well, at times. No, I think he's a leading scorer, isn't he? No, uh, he's close. He's and he's look. He's when he's hot, it helps him. There's no question about it. Uh, but boy, in the postseason, you know, it does, I agree with Tom. I think their margin for error is incredibly slim. But I, you know, Nebraska to me. I just I think Nebraska's, as they say, Nebraska. We're going to break a little bit early because Jake Boss is on hold, and we're right up against a break here. Let's get it out of the way now. More in a moment. Just a moment. You're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. City Limits in Mason. What a gathering place for people who've enjoyed bowling and just recreation and get-togethers for a number of years. And it's going hot and heavy and it's safe and sound. And you ought to see all the people in the parking lot who enjoy City Limits every single day. You can sign up for a bowling league for a special occasion seven days a week after a game or go watch games on the big screen TV. City Limits on Cedar Street in Mason. Everybody knows where it is and everybody loves it. You'll love City Limits Cedar Street in Mason. 
2002. Infinity Chiropractic, serving our area for 40 years under the ownership of Dr. Harry Satimi. Their offices cover the area between East Lansing, St. Joe Highway, and Lansing and Grand Ledge. They're always accepting new patients. They welcome patients of all ages and enjoy caring for infants, children, expectant mothers, and families. Stop in at any of the three offices and be sure to find a family. You'll see they're having their spines checked and fixed. A total of six chiropractors between the three offices. Infinity Chiropractic. Of all the recommendations that I've ever given you on this program through the years, no one goes higher than the Munn team for real estate advice. John and Jan Munn work as hard as anyone in the business, trust me, and they truly are realtors who get results. John's cell phone, 881-6623. Jan's at 282-6781. And when they put the one-two whammy on a sale or to get you the best deal possible, you have the best people working for you. The Munn team, realtors who truly get results for anything real estate. It's a new year, but my same wonderful habit. I find myself right back here at Dusty Cellar in search of my 6 for 66 wine club and the wine bar and the tap room. And there's Matt Rhodes. Matt, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And yes, 2023 is going to be a fun year. Our Cabernet Club has been a big hit. And we look forward to adding more clubs throughout the year. What about the rest of Dusty's, the wine bar and the tap room and those other services you offer? Yeah, the wine bar and tap room are going strong. The wine bar for casual fine dining, the tap room, your local neighborhood pub. Uh, in the past, uh, I've used your catering services both at your place and at my house. Are you still going to offer those? Yes, we do for all top events, being family, social, corporate, either on-premise here at Dusty's in one of our four private dining areas or at your home or business. Even tailgates, too. So join me, Michael Patrick Shields, and join the 6 for 66 Wine Club at Dusty's Cellar. You know by now it's on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick. We're here with Julie Young with Simplified Tax. And Julie, let's talk new businesses. The pandemic changed how and where people work. We've seen a big increase in what we like to call the side hustle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Harrison Roadhouse and the Nut House, two dining staples in Greater Lansing, both on Michigan Avenue. Go enjoy the Harrison Roadhouse for any Michigan State event coming up. You'll love the Harrison Roadhouse. been around for years. Dewey Bramson's turned that place into a monster sensation, right? Just like he's done it with the Nut House downtown right across the ballpark in the Lansing Center. Beggar's Banquet is there for you as well. Great places for dining fun for everyone. The Roadhouse, the Nut House, and Beggar's Banquet for you seven days a week. One of Michigan's big supporters is Shoepan and Sons Recyclers located out of Kalamazoo but a presence all over the state in the Midwest. Founded in 1968 by the family, Mark Shoepan is the head these days, Tom Emmerich at his side and recycling to make the state a better place is the aim. Google Shoepan for all of the locations and opportunities to recycle and make our state cleaner. Good employment opportunities as well. From a six-person scrap metal recycler now with over 500 skilled 
employees way to go shoe pan and sons. It is always golf season at Michigan State's Forest Acres Complex. The pro shops have terrific closeouts on special apparel and merchandise, great for gift giving. Check the website at any time for the latest on golf activities. That's golf.msu.edu. Call 355-1635 for any information on tee times and availabilities and practice anytime in the heated stalls on the East Course. The 2023 season will be better than ever, so always think golf is ongoing in MSU's Acres Golf Complex. One of the special sports eateries in our area right across from Municipal Ballpark and Lansing Steakhouse Philly. A relaxed bar and eatery with sports on TV serving classic and creative cheesesteaks, plus Greek fare that you'll enjoy. For dine-in or take-out, friends get together before and after Michigan State events. The campus is nearby. Open at 11 a.m. each day. Get the menu online at SteakhousePhilly.com. 337-2210. What a wonderful place you'll enjoy anytime. Steakhouse Philly. From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing Sports Leader. The game, 7.30 a.m. On we go live from the Driven Collision Studios. You're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. I bet a lot of people, just because it's at this time of the year, didn't realize that college softball across America has had three weekends of play. College baseball's had two weekends of play. Michigan State baseball's played in Arizona's, played in South Carolina's, going back to South Carolina this weekend. And the 15th-year veteran baseball coach of Michigan State is Jake Boston. He's on the other end of our line. Morning, Jake. Morning, Tim. How are you? I'm one of the few that can just about recite for you the Big Ten baseball standings up to date. After the weekend, I noticed Iowa's five and one, Michigan State's four and three. I remember how terrific Minnesota baseball was year after year after year, and maybe this is a little early, but Minnesota's zero and seven, and Michigan sends us video every inning. Um, so yesterday they're playing Brock Cal Irvine. I think they're out in Los Angeles, and boy, Michigan got out to a 2 nothing lead. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were rocking and rolling, but then I noticed the final last night. Cal Irvine 15 and Michigan 3, so Michigan falls to 3-3. Three and three. You don't have a real whole lot of choice of playing in February, but you have played seven games so far. What do you make of the first seven and the first two trips you've had? Well, you know, I think we're we're pretty pleased with where our guys are uh, right now. I think we're swinging the bat uh, uh, very well, and and um, you know, with the, we got one our first baseman's hitting five hundred. We got a couple kids that are um, you know hitting uh, you know close to four fifty, and you know, uh, I think overall we're swinging the bat well. We're I think we're defending okay, um, and uh, we've had some some bright spots on the mound, and and you know, honestly, we're still searching for a couple. Uh, you know, starters on the mound as well. So I think that's all part of this time of the year. Um, and, you know, I think us along with, um, you know, obviously Michigan and, and uh, Nebraska and, and, you know, Minnesota, I mean, we, we all play pretty pretty tough schedules, I think, early on, um, you know, because uh, not only are you on the road, but you're trying to, you're trying to rack up some RPI points that, um, you know, hopefully will benefit you later in the year. So, um, you know, it can be tough sledding for us, for us Northern guys early, but, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, by the time conference play starts, we, we feel like we'll have some things sorted out and, uh, right. and be ready to go. So now you're going back on the road, back to South Carolina, and this includes spring break, so there are a couple of stops along the way. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be in Charleston this weekend. Uh, we'll play College of Charleston uh, twice, Charleston Southern once, uh, and then Air Force uh, down there um, in Charleston. And then from there, 
we head up to Greenville, South Carolina, which is kind of our, our home away from home, I guess. Greenville's a trip that we make every year, and, and we'll play a very good Wofford team on Wednesday of next week. Uh, and then we're, we're hosting Western Carolina and uh, Kansas in a uh, kind of a three-way deal uh, at the minor league park there in Greenville uh, uh, a week from uh, Friday. So um, nine games on the trip. It should be a it'll be a busy one. And you, since you've been at Michigan State, you like traveling to South Carolina to begin the season. Generally speaking, why is that? Well, in Greenville, first of all, you know the the minor league team there is owned by Craig Brown, who's an alum of Michigan. State and, uh, and a very dear friend, and um, the, the park itself is uh, is kind of a mini or is a replica of Fenway Park uh, with the dimensions and the green monster that they have. But it's a, it's an incredibly beautiful facility, uh, and they really kind of allow us to to kind of take over while we're there for the week. And so um, you know we can practice when we want to practice. You get pregame batting practice on the field, which uh, early on it doesn't always happen, and so. Uh, some of those things kind of, you know, are, are very important for our program and, and our players and their development as we, you know, move forward in the year. Um, but then, you know, kind of part and parcel with that, the, the way that the Greenville Drive treat us, the uh, the city of Greenville itself is is such a uh, a great place, and and uh, you know, we have a lot of friends and family that families that will come down and watch us play down there. So it is really, it's really kind of the highlight trip of the year for. For our guys, and we try to spend as much time down there as we can. Yeah, uh, so refresh my memory, Jake, and I apologize for this. So, watching spring training here for the first few days, of course, all uh, major league network and valleys and all that stuff. You know, all of this. Uh, you know, the news storylines have been around the the new rule changes that have come first to minor league baseball, now to both minor and major league baseball. Of those rule changes, college baseball has any of those from the bigger bases and the shift and the pitch clock and all that stuff. What do you have and what do you not have? Well, we have the pitch clock. We have the time in between innings. Uh, we do not have the bigger bases yet. Uh, we don't have the shift rules yet. Um, those could be coming in the next couple years. I, I'm not quite sure, but I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of the uh, the pitch clock. I'm a big fan of uh, you know trying to speed the game up. And, and you know, the hitters and pitchers alike are going to have to you know make some adjustments with their routines and, and how they do things, but. You know the the uh, the pace of play. I, I really I really like those rules. And for us in the north, you know, it's never really been a problem in college baseball. But uh, I think you know West Coast guys sometimes uh, you know would try to slow the game down. And, and uh, you know now uh, you know now we have those the same rules across the board. So you got to play fast. You got to be ready to go. So when you take batting practice, or if your pitchers pitch bullpen, do you have them change what the old routine was of however they did what they did? Well, now do they have to? Do they practice with the pitch clock in mind from the standpoint? I got to get ready to swing, or when I get the ball in bullpen, I got to get it and throw it right back because that's what the routine's going to be in an actual game. Is that the way it works now? Well, we have worked on it uh, quite extensively. You know, even going back into the fall. You know, we and, and we had a pitch clock a year ago, uh, too. But it's uh, the, the rules are a little bit different this year with with how some of it's enforced. And the rule with the hitter now has to be in the box with his eyes up and ready to go up, uh, with ten seconds left. And that's something that's new also. So um, yeah, we worked on it last fall. We've worked on it all winter. Anytime you know our pitchers are throwing live the hitters, um, there's there's been you know the pitch clock is up. And, and again, I mean. Um, we haven't really had any many issues in, uh, with it, and, and even in the seven games that we've played, um, I don't know that there's been one pitch clock violation 
that that we've had. So it's uh, you know I think for for us and for the teams that we've played so far, so good. So when Fred and I have the you know the spring training games on on the wall in the office, so we're watching this. I said, you know, I, I said I got to ask Jake about this. It appears to me, at least at the pro level, <laughs> that catchers are going to are going to be defensively. You're going to have to have a catcher because the major league these guys are stealing right and left. Now it's a bigger base, and I get they want to see what the availability is, but you just can't keep throwing the ball over to first base. And those catchers really can't get up and stretch very much because they got to stay in the crouch because of the pitch clock and all that. Am I on to something relative to the fact that these adjustments could take a toll physically, if not anything else, on catchers? Or are we just guessing on that? I don't know. It's a good question. I think that would be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know, moving forward. I know those guys, you know, will stand up and throw the ball back to the to the pitcher. But, uh, you know, again, the clock is running. And so... Um, you can only throw over, I believe, in, in the big leagues. And correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I think you can only throw over twice. Yeah, it is. Uh, so if you can, once that guy, yeah, then after that, I mean, it, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how these, you know, I think, you know, you're going to get more speed if you can finally get it. And because these guys can only throw over there twice. And at the end of that, you know, I mean, you either got to throw home or it's a balk or whatever it is. And the guy goes, <laughs> I, you know, listening to A.J. Hitch, he says this year in spring training, every club, Every manager, every coach, every player has got to figure out how you're going to use this stuff, including the shift. Because I didn't realize the rules are such that when the ball leaves a hand, you can run these guys wherever you want to, one way or the other. But then listening to the Tiger game yesterday, they were seeing a couple of these guys got seeing eye hits on the right side. And if it would have been into the shift, it just simply would have been a ground out. So maybe that's going to help batting averages and up the earned run averages. I guess we'll find out as we go through the year, right? Yeah, you know, we will find out, and it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know that I like the the shift rule. To be honest with you, I don't. I can tell you, I don't care for the rule about throwing over twice. Um, you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, the way the game is gone, I don't know that many teams care about the stolen base too much anymore because it's uh, you know everybody's trying to get the ball in the air and hit doubles and home runs. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that makes uh, or if the game shifts back to uh, you know more of that. Uh, the small ball type of uh, of game with a lot more running. I, you know, it'll be it'll be fascinating to, to watch it all unfold for sure. Do you have your pitchers, Jake, on a severe pitch count, especially at this time of the year, or how do you approach with these games before the conference play begins? What you want to learn in these games, and how much you want to see these pitchers go? And for that matter, if you're against a good you know a team like Arizona and your guy's got a beat, we can. If I finish with this guy, we can win this game, and it helps us. Blah blah blah. Down the road, how do you approach all that? Well, yeah. First and foremost, we're trying to win, um, you know. And, and so, with that being said, you know, we've conditioned our starters to to basically be ready to throw somewhere between seventy five and ninety pitches, I would say. Uh, and then, you know, once you get to that point, I think you kind of just evaluate how they feel uh, and, and kind of what you know what your eyes see, what your eyes tell you. I mean, if if velocity, if they're starting to lose velocity, if the breaking ball is starting to flatten out, or they're you know, starting to miss up in the strike zone. Maybe they're showing signs of getting tired. But, um, you know, we had a kid come in in relief uh, against uh, Fresno State in the second game of the year, uh, came in in the first inning and ended up finishing the game for us. Really? um, Yeah, he kept his pitch count down. He was right around 100 pitches and and felt great. And, uh, you know, we let him go. And he threw eight and two-thirds for us, or eight and a third for us in relief. And so uh, it just depends, you know, each guy's different. Um, and uh, you just try to, you know, uh, monitor their, you know, each guy's workload. And but again, I think your eyes will tell you, um, you know, whether 
again, whether things are starting to flatten out or whether their stuff is still really good. Before I let you go, do you have any more idea on how Big Ten baseball may appear down the road when Southern Cal and UCLA are added to the conference? Has that Have you got any clue in that? And toward that end, can you see a possibility at this time of the year where Big Ten teams basically migrate to Southern California, either for conference play or just getting all together, where two Big Ten teams are located? Or you have absolutely no idea how that's going to play out yet? Well, yes to all of it. <laughs> Um, you know, we've kicked around some ideas of uh, of having, um, you know, well, first of adding a couple weekends to the big league or the Big Ten season. So right now we play 24 games over the span of uh, of, of nine weeks uh, with a bye week in there. Uh, we've talked about adding possibly two more weekends in to make it a, a 30 week conference season um, over 11 weeks. So that would uh, that would push the season, the start of the Big Ten season, you know, up uh, a couple weeks, which in turn you know, would force kind of every everybody in the north at least to go on the road. So we've, you know, with that being said, we've talked about, you know, possibly getting together somewhere warm, whether it be Arizona, California, Texas, Florida, who knows, uh, and just bringing everybody down there and playing our first two, uh, you know, or first weekend maybe as a uh, neutral site, and then um, you know traveling that second weekend of, of conference play to uh, probably one of the warm weather or warmer weather uh, you know schools to play, and so. Um, you know, everything still is 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 up in the air right now. Uh, everything has to be voted on by uh, you know ads and presidents, and so you know we'll see where it takes us. Uh, you know, we've we've tried to come up with a couple of different ideas, and uh, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I I would think that we would play more conference games though, uh, with the addition of USC and UCLA, and uh, um, you know, just because you want to have you know the the as close as you can to a true champion and when if you only play half the teams of the league it's hard to really determine who the true champion is so so my sense yeah so my sense is you would favor a concept like that or not yeah i think so i think the more uh, conference games we play the better uh and then i think you have to be pretty you know uh uh, intentional about who you play uh in the non-conference games and your midweek games but uh, i would think that we would end up playing more conference games yeah so which day do you leave this week to go back? And by the way, how do you get there? What's the? How does that work, how you get back to South Carolina with all the players and the traveling party? Yeah, so we leave tomorrow. Uh, we'll fly out of Detroit commercially. We'll fly into uh, Charleston tomorrow and, and get a practice in tomorrow night at uh, College of Charleston. Uh, and then from there we'll bus um, the, rest of the, the, you know, the rest of the weekend and then we'll bus up to Greenville, uh, South Carolina. And our hotel in Greenville is very close to the field, so... Uh, we'll kind of at that point we're just kind of walking back and forth. We have a locker room in Greenville, so uh, we kind of get in, in into the city and uh, and really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, we'll fly commercially down there, leaving tomorrow morning. I think we leave campus at eight or eight thirty in the morning, uh, and then back uh, late on Sunday night, eleven days later. So all right, very good. Have a great trip. Uh, uh, we'll get caught up, Jake, when you get back. Best wishes on the trip, and I certainly, as usual, appreciate your time this morning. All right, thanks for having me. Very good. Jake Boss, Michigan State's 15th year baseball coach. We'll go to break, come back. Another guest coming up in just a moment after this quick break. This is the Sparrow Wednesday Stout on Sports.
Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Coming up uh, after Stout on Sports at 1 o'clock, it is Tigers baseball. Tigers playing in Lakeland today against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then at 4 o'clock, it is offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And at 6.35, Pistons basketball hosting the Chicago Bulls tonight. Over on 1240 WJIM and a Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. It is the Tom Izzo Radio Show. Either the last one or the next to last one of the season. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. For more than 80 years, MidMichigan has benefited from all those wonderful quality dairy stores. There's always one close to you. And as we like to say, it's always quality dairy time around MidMichigan in so many different ways. But convenience is number one. With fresh baked goods every day in the deli and a whole lot more for you. Pick up anytime you want for the most sundry items you can imagine. It's always quality dairy with quality start to finish. We love quality dairy taking care of so many people throughout mid-Michigan. Here's a question. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Well, now is the perfect time. Working for Dean Transportation contributes to the success of our schools and community. Dean Transportation is looking for caring, upbeat, and professional people to join our family business. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. Go to deanjobs.com to apply and learn more. No experience needed. Apply now and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. That's D-E-A-N-J-O-B-S dot com. In these uncertain times, two things are critical. Keeping costs down and your ability to communicate. The Antenna Men can install a new TV antenna and save you money by cutting the cord with cable and satellite. And Cell Signal Pros can install a cell booster to improve your in-home communications for increased cellular usage. Call the Antenna Men and Cell Signal Pros seven days a week. Watch TV for free with the Antenna Man. The Antenna Man. At Smokin' Pig Barbecue, Elmwood Plaza, across from the Lansing Mall, Brian Tork and Gabe Jones, are they excited with their news? They're telling you about the now-being-constructed Pig Pen Bar, which is essentially a sports bar, which is being added and should be available in time for March Madness with 40 seats and 10 big-screen TVs. Now, until that time comes, the Smokin' Pig Barbecue still has the best barbecue anywhere in the area. But it's going to be a great March Madness with the new additions at Smokin' Pig Barbecue. Three people you should be 100% certain about. Your barber, your plumber, and your tax pro. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and you can be 100% certain about your taxes. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
At our home, we wanted to update our deck earlier this year. We're told you want custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos, and we hit the jackpot. You can, too. Now is the time to start designing your deck and outdoor living space, and don't lose another summer by waiting to start your exterior project. Call 881-9871 or go online to custombuilt.com. They'll fully show you what they can do in a timely manner. What a great local company of Michael Flory. He's built to help you. Custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos. Hey, guys. If you're looking to make a serious impression with anybody, there's only one place to go, and that's Aussie Jewelers. And we've searched high and low to find the absolute best jewelry store for our listeners. Aussie is the place. They've been all over the globe to find the greatest in jewelry trends and the best watches money can buy. And there's one thing you'll get at Aussie that you won't get anywhere else. Local Lansing service. Aussie Jewelers, just north of Frandor. You'll love it. Aussie Jewelers, the official jeweler of Stout on Sports. You never go wrong when you shop. Ozzy. Another big year is here at Pure Green Smith Tree. Visit puregreenlawn.net or call 703-1111 to get your quote for the new lawn program before the schedule is full. The new Lawn Plus program provides a soil test as a first step, taking lawn care results to a new level. Hey, hurry, don't miss out. Visit puregreenlawn.net or call 703-1111. What a great company. And for problems with trees, Pure Green Smith Tree to the rescue. Again, at 703 703- Lake Lansing Road Mobile across from the Eastwood Town Center. Right across the street, great day for a touch-free car wash. Get you 25 cents a gallon off the price of gas. It's a state-of-the-art wash. And their service base will fix that vehicle. They're open Monday through Friday. The number there is 484-2300, Lake Lansing Road Mobile. And then in the Eastwood Town Center across the street, you know the drill. I tell you this every day. There's one Culver's by Walmart. Scott Berman owns it for years and years and years and years. He says, you mentioned Stout on Sports with your order. Your order gets discounted 10%. Back to the best in sports talk now. We're Lansing's number one source for sports talk. The game, 7.30 a.m. We remind you on our 30th anniversary day, one week from today, March 8th, don't forget it's Sparty's Coney Island and Frandor. They're open till 2 on Wednesday only next week that day. You mentioned uh, happy anniversary, Tim, or happy anniversary Stout on Sports. Your entire bill when you're there next Wednesday for whatever, 30% off. That's 1% for every year. And uh, Sparty's Coney Island and Dominic Magaldi suggested that, so we said that would be great. Brock, besides tonight... The semifinals in the districts of the girls' high school basketball tournament. Who says there's no more hockey at Mun Arena? That's just Michigan State. Sure. Tonight in the state high school uh, MHSAA hockey tournament in the regionals tonight, we got a local matchup of note. The Eastside Stars and the host school there is Okemos play the Capital City Caps and the host school there is DeWitt. And the winner goes on to the quarterfinals, which will be played Saturday at 5.30 p.m. at Suburban Ice East Lansing yep. against either Muskegon or Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. Yeah. Uh, uh, the longtime high school coach in the area for years, Years and years and years is Joe Ford, and he is on the other end of our line. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Forgive me. Which one are you coaching, the East Side Stars or the Capital City Caps? <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not hard to get confused with all the co-ops and everything. So this will be my second year with the Capital City Capitals. This will be my 
15th year coaching high school hockey overall. Um, most of the time it was obviously with Lansing Catholic as our host school there until we had some of the mergers. Um, as you mentioned, DeWitt's our host school, and we have uh, Mason, Lansing Catholic, Williamston, Langsburg, uh, and then this year with the delusion, unfortunately, of another team in the area, we now have Grand Ledge, which is not great for high school hockey in the area, but great for us because Grand Ledge is, a, is obviously a great school to have in our co-op as well. And then East Side. Um, I'll forgive me. I don't know if I have all of their schools, uh, but they have their primary school is Old Commission. They have East Lansing, um, Hazlitt, and Eaton Rapids, and a couple other smaller schools in there as well. So it should be a great matchup. It's awesome that both the local teams got through to this point. Uh, we had to defeat uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Lloyd Norix uh, last Tuesday with their co-op as well, and then we had to beat Jackson uh, High School, Jackson Northwest United, which is a co-op as well. On Thursday, uh, Eastside was able to defeat, defeat uh, Caledonia on Friday out uh, of the West. Um, it was a very good, very good team this year, and uh, and so now it's us too. And it should be a, a you know, one's a different environment. Obviously, it's a bigger building, um, but it still should be an awesome environment for high school hockey tonight. We're thrilled. I'm thrilled that both teams made it. It's a, it's good for us as we continue to. While it's consolidated, it, it has made for very. Two very strong programs. Eastside had a great year this year. They went, gosh, I think 18-6-1. They had a brand-new coach. Remember Bill Sippel, a longtime coach of Oklahoma. He did retire this past season. And Jason Monahan, um, out of Eaton Rapids, he took over. and He's done a fantastic job. He coached, He's coached Meyer Hockey in the area for years as well. Uh, and has, he did an amazing job with their, their group this year, getting them uh, to this point. So it should be, should be a great matchup. Do you remember, this is in Division One? it's the regional final. I don't recall, you do, the last time two Lansing area teams played for a regional title right. in the state high school tournament? I I don't know because of the different breakups. You know, and I coached Hazlitt Williamson way back in the early 2000s. I think we were like Division Two, and we wouldn't have seen anybody else. And Lansing Catholic, when I was there, we were actually Division Three because we were, quote-unquote, a smaller school. It's never, in my recent memory, and I'm sure somebody out there could correct me if I'm wrong, it's never in my recent memory really uh, happened. You know, even when John Cooper was here before he obviously went on to, to bigger and better things in the National Hockey League when he was with Lansing Catholic, they were Division Three, and so because of the makeup of the schools, now because of the size of the co-ops, both programs are in that Division One grouping with the total enrollments, I think, around 5,000. It's right at that cap for the MHSAA. So this is a pretty historic event. It is the first time the two Lansing teams will be playing for regional championship. Obviously, we've had teams playing each other in the regionals, but, but you know, obviously the, it, it draws in teams from the east and, and the west side of the states. So you never quite normally have this draw. So it, it's really exciting to see, for sure. So are you... Um, and obviously whoever... Go ahead, I was going to say, are you surprised that these two made it this far? Would this be, and these recent games in the state tournament, the wins for Eastside and Cap Cities, are those considered upsets? Or you'd say, no, no, we're both good enough to get to where we are. So I would say that with the with the new seedings process we have, which we fought so hard to get as a coach association, so now we have seeding. So Eastside was the number one seed, and we were number three. We defeated Jackson, who was the number two seed, and, you know, I... Uh, you know, I, if that's an upset or not, I don't know, but it's close. And Caledonia was number four. Um, the, the, the other two teams in the pro in the in the uh, in the uh, in the in the tournament were Gull Lake and Lloyd Norex. And so, I don't know that they're upsets, but still, you get into this time of year, and, and with the seeding, and I'm sure you see it in, in men's and women's basketball as well. Like the way the formula works is is you know it, it isn't like the pairwise where truly it's you know comes down to it i think really it's a, it could be a coin flip in any of these games i know for us beating jackson was a was a tough game you know we beat them three nothing um we do have a lot of injuries right now and so 
you know, for us, that was a big win. Um, I know that, that for East side, they had a tremendously good year. Should have been, obviously, should be the number one seed that, you know, with that, that 18 6 and 1 record. And I, I would, you know, but, you know, who the favorite is, I think you give a slight edge to them maybe, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be considered an upset per se, if that makes sense. Joe Ford is with us. He's a, it's a Eastside and Cap City tonight, regional championship, Division One Mun Arena, 730. They split the two games during the regular season. And Joe, with a news release I have, says here, most of these players have played local hockey since they were at least six years old. Many have played with and against each other through their hockey careers. I would think they're pretty much friends with each other, but that you know, but they're going against each other tonight. I, that's kind of an interesting dynamic since they've been with each other in one way or the other for so many years, right? Right, and the coaching staffs know each other, and it is an interesting dynamic. Um, it is funny when we when we play each other, obviously in the regular season. You know, after the game, you know, you go through the handshake line, but it really looks like the the end of a end of a football game, you know, when, when guys are all over the field talking to each other and, and, and catching up with each other, and that's great to see. But obviously when the puck drops and for 51 minutes, it is a, it's a fierce battle. It's a rivalry. Now that it's just, now that it's just kind of us and them, um, it is, you know, from my perspective, you know, regardless of who we're playing, we're, we're trying to play for a chance to win a regional championship, which is obviously one of our goals um, for our program every year. Our goal, you know, our goal is to try to, try to get to the quarterfinal every year. We were able to do it last year, obviously, and, and have some success. Um, and, and so now it's kind of a stated program goal for us. I'm sure they're in the same boat. So, so it is exciting. And it is uh, with travel hockey and with, and with, with, with minor hockey in the area, all these kids grow, do grow up playing with each other, even as of just last year. Several of these teams, these players were on the same team together playing, you know, uh, you know, 14U hockey or, or 16U hockey. So it is, and that will continue. I know from, you know, I'm coaching minor hockey in the area right now. My son is uh, on a 13U team. Jason, their coach, Monahan, he's coaching the 14U group. So this kind of continuity will <laughs> only continue moving up. So it's going to be fun to watch for the next few years for sure. So, Joe, over your 15-year career as a high school hockey coach, uh, well, the one thing that's changed is you have more co-op teams. Is that the way it is across the state? Do you fear for the future of varsity high school hockey, given the cost and the trends with young people and so on and so forth? Or toward that end, what do you make of it from then to where you are now? I think right now... And you know, I've been doing this since 2004, and you took a couple of years off when the kids were young. So 20 years of looking at this or so, I don't think high school hockey has ever been in a stronger spot. I will say, I think hockey in general in Michigan is a little bit of a, of a, at a crossroads right now in terms of, like you said, the cost, the length of the season, different dynamics there. Um, kind of a you know a really heavy emphasis on the upper tier of players, and you know not enough emphasis on a, on a middle or lower tier of players. But I think that's where high school can bridge that gap. Um, we obviously, I mean, it's a known factor. We battle we battle for the kids that want to play AAA and, and think that to take a route to go play junior hockey and somehow maybe get fortunate enough to put a Division One college hockey sweater on someday, like at a Michigan State, it has got to be that way, and it doesn't anymore. I mean, we have we have 38 kids that have played Michigan high school hockey that are playing division one college hockey at this exact moment in time right now across across North America. And so that is a tremendously good track record that we're going to continue to build on. I do a lot of things around the state to help build that. Um, so I think really high school offers a really good opportunity for kids, you know, depending on their involvement. I mean, it is, it is with the consolidation, it is getting more, it has got more competitive. It just has um, the co-op, 
uh, trend around the state is a real thing, uh, even to the point where the three divisions in the MHSA all got realigned this year. So there is now a mix of both cooperative programs and same school programs across all three divisions. Now, some people like that, some people don't. It's the way it works. You're going to make you know you're going to make half people happy, half not. But it, what it did do was it did spread out because the co-ops obviously are larger in enrollment numbers per school, right? Like we've got five thousand kids. That's a big that's a big number. Like that would be a a huge football program or a huge basketball program. And so, you know, because of that split and that mix, it did move some things around to make it more competitive or to think across the board. Um, cooperative programs, they're tough. I mean, it is you know, obviously to be a same school program. And I, I coached at Lavoni Stevenson a couple of years ago. It was nice to have one, one school, one program. But at the same time, it, cooperative programs give more opportunities for kids to experience playing high school, which we feel so passionately and strongly about that it is the best experience of your high school hockey career um in that in terms of you you have structure you're on the ice almost every day it is a shorter season per se um and our cost levels are you know more moderate versus travel there are things we do in the fall and the spring to make it a longer season kind of in terms of like camps and that type of thing so the kids stay busy all year but in terms of the official season it is a shorter season so it's a nice mix it's a nice balance and you know obviously i'm biased but i think it's the way to go to play in your years between your you know grade 10 to grade 12 year, it's it's where to play. Absolutely. Well, tonight, 7.30, Mon Arena, uh, there'll be a great crowd. It's a lot riding on the line. It's the regional championship, Region 2, Division 1, winner to the quarterfinals in Division 1, 5.30 p.m. That's on Saturday at Suburban Ice East Lansing. But at Mun tonight, the East Side Stars and Joe Ford's Capital City Caps, they go at it. That's a lot of high school kids from around the area playing in this one. They've split the first two. They're both very good teams. Uh, Channel 10's there to cover this tonight because it demands it because it is a big noteworthy event uh if you haven't gone go see how much fun high school hockey can be and joe's put in at least 15 years as a head coach joe i'm glad you had time for us uh, we'll check and if you win or whoever whatever we'll check how this all goes next week because it's possible there could be a local team in the semifinals next week of the michigan high school hockey state championships thanks joe good luck tonight i appreciate your time Thanks so much, Tim. I appreciate it. Take care. There you go. Talk to you soon. He has put in, Brock, a ton of time in his career in a variety of different ways coaching high school hockey. And uh, I would think they'll, you know, I mean, the the weather's, you you can travel around the area tonight. And I would think, you know, with you got a lot of schools involved, but the east side, who do you like tonight, Cap City or east side? You know, you always have an opinion on this. To put the jinx on one of them. Yeah, exactly. I put the jinx on the Red Wings. I, I mean, Joe has coached a lot of teams and a lot of kids in the area. Like he says, they all know each other. They've all played against each other. It is not an inexpensive sport to play at the that's high school the level. That has been, that's why we've got so few at each school, so they've had to consolidate yep, together. Exactly. But nonetheless, that's amongst the uh, high school activities tonight, besides the semifinals in the districts of the Girls State High School Basketball Tournament. Fred will have all this. Oh, yeah. On Channel 10 tonight at 11.20. We got uh, more guests. I got two more guests at least coming up in hour number three, one right after the news. Okay, so stay with us. We're keeping up to speed on any Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moments. Oh. The driven collision story of the day is March Madness is well underway now. We are at March 1st, the whole deal and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, Georgia football, uh, ex-Ford Georgia football star Jalen Carter has warrants out for his arrest stemming from his potential alleged involvement in that fatal crash that happened on January 15th. Remember, uh, remember that? Um, apparently, he's allegedly involved, so there's warrants for his arrest. Stay tuned. That does sound good. He's a top prospect in the NFL. All right. Here are the news headlines. More in a moment as we move to hour number three of the Wednesday Sparrow. Stout on sports.
everything is half off now at Campus Den. Michigan State and Michigan. T-shirts, long sleeves, and hoodies. Campus Den has 90 different T-shirt designs. No one has more, and it's all half For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Michigan News Network. Cora and Speed and his everyman personality. While The Mick patrolled center field and batted cleanup between 1951 and 1968, the Yankees won 12 American League pennants and 7 World Series. Lansing Sports Station. The game. 7.30 a.m. You might get wireless data everywhere. But do you have to use it all the time? If that's not really you, this track phone. You can get the same. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 7.30 a.m. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Sparrow Stout on Sports, starring Tim Stout on the game. 7.30 a.m. Phone lines are open now on the Culligan Water Hotline at 517-342-63. Or you can send Tim an email at tim.stout at wilx.com. Let's get back to the show. Here's the Dean of Mid-Michigan Sports, Tim Stout. Hour number three this morning is brought to you by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first, non-stops Lansing on Avello Airlines to Orlando and back. Uh, and our discount flights, AvelloAir.com, A-V-E-L-O, AvelloAir.com, and Google Apple Vacations, non-stops Lansing to the Caribbean. And there you go. As we begin hour number three this morning, Brock and I would uh, editorially suggest there is no better play-by-play announcer in hockey at any level. At any level. There might be a tie, but there is no better. We're a little prejudiced. I know I'm a little prejudiced. Yeah, you're not the most objective person, but there's a good reason why. He should be calling the Stanley Cup Finals, and maybe before his career ends, he will. He will be calling on Fox Sports 2 this weekend the Big Ten Tournament Series between Michigan State and Notre Dame, and that's Ben Holden, who will call those games beginning Friday night, 7 o'clock, on Fox Sports 2. He'll do the play-by-play of the series this weekend. We'll find out what else he's got going. He's on the line. Morning, Ben. Hey, Tim. Uh, good afternoon, and uh, the check's in the mail. Thanks for the kind words, as always. All right, very good. Yeah, you. make it out to Brock. He, you know, he'll he'll take it for the, he'll take it for the foundation here for the show. One way. Or oh, the there's other. a foundation uh, now. Well, in all honesty, I totally believe that. I mean, I totally believe there's a reason that Ben's doing all these big games because he's done a number of big games, especially collegiately through the years. Do you still harbor hopes of somehow? advancing, I don't know how I phrase this properly, you want to do NHL stuff, but that's competitive, as you know. Those jobs don't turn over very often, do they? Uh, To answer your first question, yeah, I still hold out hope, even though I'm, you know, getting up there and uh, getting older, but I just feel like I'm getting uh, maybe a little wiser and certainly more experienced, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like playing, Sam. I mean, there's a lot of people, and you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, 
how come you're here? Where, you know, I, I just, it's just kind of the path I've been on, you know, and um, I'm just grateful to still be doing college games. This is my 20th year calling college hockey. And, you know, I, I, I look at, you know, guys like Tom Izzo, you know, for example, Tom's a college guy. Tom will never do anything but college. Right. So uh, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Obviously I'd love to be at the, at the highest level. Um, but yeah, I'm still every year I check on jobs and thought I had a shot at Jersey last year and was, was close and was in the final grouping, but, uh, you know, they went another direction. So, uh, you know, I just keep plugging away with what's in front of me. How is it that Fox Sports 2 has the Michigan State Notre Dame series? And depending on how it plays out, do you have more assignments after this weekend? Uh, with Big Ten, no, I don't. This will be it for me. So I'm selfishly rooting for three games. Uh, the coaches won't like to hear that, but because uh, <laughs> we're paid per game. So um, this will be it for me for hockey for this season, this series. And um, it, the games would have been on FS1, but there's NASCAR on, and we know how, how well they get ratings and draw. And they're certainly not going to bump that for, for college hockey, as we know it's a niche sport. And so it's, uh, it's good that way. And the Big Ten Network, normally where I'm at with, with these games the last three years, uh, they've got all the women's basketball going on, so they're, they're at capacity. So uh, they slide us over there being part of the Fox family, and so, uh, you know, it's a good opportunity for us to, to maybe get a little bit more exposure that way. But, uh, you know, wherever they're at, they're at, and uh, I'm just happy to be calling them. And I haven't been to South Bend in, uh, since 21 when we did the entire tournament there. That was the really the COVID year. And, uh, that, that time around, I did three games in, in one day Did all three of the, uh, the quarterfinal games in one day. And so this will be different, uh, two teams I know really well and two teams that I'm excited to call. I think that this is a really even series. I think this has got the potential to be the best of the three quarterfinal series, uh, going into the weekend. So, uh, great goaltending matchups. They don't score a ton, which some people may say, Eh, that's not exciting, but you know what? It's playoff hockey, and I'll take 2-1 or 3-2 all weekend long, whatever the scores might be. How many teams in America have you seen working this entire season? And as you just said, you've seen Michigan State and Notre Dame previously this winter, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've really focused on, you know, as I did all the years, I did the NCHC at CBS, I really focused on the Big Ten and but I, you know, I still try to, you know, keep an eye and watch some of the other conferences and, and and keep an eye on teams. I mean, I got a lot of friends that are coaches around the country and know a lot of players on all these various teams from all the years of, of building relationships and and trust and doing what we do. And and so, I mean, I've probably seen two thirds of the teams, um, to be honest with you. But my focus each and every week is has been solely the Big Ten here the last three years doing doing hockey for them. So. You know, I mean, all the years I was in the NCHC, it was, oh, the NCHC is the best conference in college hockey. And, you know, it, it really was for a long time. I mean, they won five out of six national titles. And, uh, you know, I just finished doing a documentary for them. And, and it's a really well done by the group. And, and that's a big part of it. And, you know, but you look at the Big Ten now. And, and this year in the Big Ten, Tim, it's been really the best year, the most competitive year that the Big Ten has had from top to bottom, with the exception of Wisconsin. They've just, for whatever reason, they haven't recruited the last couple of years. And, you know, Tony Granato just doesn't have any talent in there. He doesn't have any high-end talent. So, But otherwise, I mean, we went into the last weekend, and you had teams two through six 
literally separated by one, two points. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a battle every night. These teams are skilled. I think the difference in the Big Ten is that there's more skill in this conference than any other conference in the country. The NCHC is more of a more of a heavier kind of more of an NHL style. The way the teams play, um, there's there's skill in that league. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's more high end skill in the Big Ten from top to bottom. And you know, specifically at Michigan State, I think you give Adam Nightingale a couple more years, and you're really going to see a difference in what he's doing. Guys, kids want to play for him. He's getting commits out of the development program, which has been something that. Michigan State, as you know, Tim, hasn't done for a long time. And you need those high-end guys. And, you know, to see the change that, that Knights' team has made, yeah, the record's not, you know, going to blow you out of the water. They're 16-16, and 16 and they're 19th in the pairwise. Notre Dame's a game over 500. they They're 13th in the pairwise. And that's really what's critical in this series is the pairwise because it's really an elimination series, in my opinion, for these two teams. I mean, if you if you get through, you still got a chance. But you know, if you get knocked out in this series, I don't think you're making the NCAA tournament. And that's something Michigan State hasn't done since 2012. Which, to me, as a man that grew up in that town, idolizing that program, covering it when I worked with you all the years, and now obviously doing 20 years of college hockey play-by-play, they should not be missing the tournament for that long of a stretch. And it's it's good to see them starting to turn the corner and make some improvements in the way they're playing. Do you like the format of the Big Ten Hockey Tournament or would you change it in one way, shape, or form? No, I like it. I mean, I'd like to see them have eight teams, but that's another conversation for another day probably, but based on what they have um, with seven teams, I I like it. I think it's fair. Um, You know, Minnesota's head and shoulders above everybody else right now in the Big Ten. Um, I think if there's one team that can beat them, and we saw that about a month ago, was Michigan when they went into Mariucci and split with a couple of overtime games. I did the series in Ann Arbor back in November, but that's when Michigan had six guys out, and Adam Fantilli, the projected number two overall pick, was out, and Steve Holtz was in ICU, and they had a virus run through their team, so that wasn't a, a fair shake at how the two teams match up, but Minnesota, I, I said to three or four of my buddies just casually and through text or face-to-face in the last week, I don't think Minnesota loses a game the rest of the year. Bob Mosco probably won't like me saying that, but maybe he will. I guess you don't want to lose this time of the year, but they don't have much margin for error in terms of losing, and that would only be in the Big Ten tournament. But, I mean, that team is just absolutely stacked from top to bottom. There's six guys on that roster that are going to be in the National Hockey League next year. And I think they are clearly the best team in the country. So they're going to be the team everyone's gunning for uh, the next, uh, what, three weeks here in the Big Ten tournament. So just to get a rise out of it, I've seen a lot of the best teams at one time or another on TV. So yesterday I said to Brock, I said, okay, I'll give you the NCAA championship final. Now you don't have to play the tournament. The final score and and the tournament uh, is, oh, it's in Tampa this year. Yeah, it's in Tampa, right. so everybody gets to go where it's warm and all that. I said the final score in the championship yeah. game will be Denver 4, Minnesota 3. Now, it's hard to repeat, but I've wow. seen, I think Denver matches up tremendously well with Minnesota. This is my own opinion. You know hockey better than I do. I think that <laughs> rink really helps Minnesota when they play up there. So they would get the semifinal in the final 
uh, in their own building, which to me, if you win the regular season title, you got a huge advantage yeah. on that alone. You don't have to get through a best two out of three, and they very well may have to play Michigan State in the semifinal. Uh, the only team, and I haven't seen enough of Quinnipiac uh, and some of the others, but when I saw Denver play, Ben, I can't believe how fast those guys are. They reminded me of the Ottawa Senators last night. I like Minnesota, <laughs> but to your point, when Michigan is not screwing around with penalties and the goalies on, Michigan, to me, is a team that can play with Minnesota, and on a one-night basis, if they play for the yep. Big Ten tournament title, I'd pick Minnesota, but I think Michigan's good enough to play with them. Oh, 100%, and and I, I really, I, I'm not just saying this, I do agree with the team that can challenge Minnesota, and that is Denver, and, you know, Carter Mazur is a, a kid from Jackson that somehow got out from under the thumb of Michigan State um, in the previous regime, and I mean, the kid's an absolute stud, but they I saw a lot of that team and a lot of that program all those years doing that league and that conference, and they do. They fly. They can get up and down the ice. They've got all the elements. They've got all the layers like Minnesota does. They've got four lines up front. They've got defense that can activate. They can play physical. They've got a goaltender that's a veteran guy, and, and that's, that's not a bad call, Tim. I, if I had to pick a team that Minnesota would play, it would be Denver, I think, right now, and and I've watched them the last couple of weeks here and there and, and throughout the year. And so, but, you know, I, I think it's going to go through Mariucci. And, you know, Notre Dame's a team to me that if they could get a little bit more scoring, the way they played, I mean, really the kind of the turning point for them, Tim, was the series at Munn when Michigan State swept them. And I did that second game, the 3-2 game, was up there to watch the first game, the scout and all that. But, it was after that series that they go back home. They take, you know, multiple points from Ohio State. They come on the road, multiple points from Michigan. And they've had Michigan's number with the exception of the semifinal. I think it's up to eight out of nine now. They're unbeaten uh, in Yost in, in, the, in the last, you know, four years, whatever it's been, going on five. So they know how to play in that building. And their goaltender, I think, is really underrated. Um, Ryan Bischel, who played with Dylan St. Cyr. They spent a couple years together at Notre Dame. It's an interesting storyline to the, to the series. And, and I think those two guys are really going to be the key in this series starting Friday night. If they're on their games, and I've seen St. Cyr enough this year where he's been on his game. And, and, and the same with Bischel. I mean, Bischel stopped 26, 27 shots in the third period in our game Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, Saturday at Yost. And, uh, you know, he is, he's just, he's just went out and went about his business. I mean, these are two goalies. They both played every single game for their teams this year and they're the backbone of their teams. And I, I just think going in the matchup to me is pretty easy. There's a couple guys out for Notre Dame that I think would make a difference for them offensively, but I don't think we'll see them this weekend. But I think when you really look at these two teams, you're looking at two teams in the mirror that are really kind of seeing themselves. They're very similar. I think, though, at the end of the day, I'd give a little bit more of an edge to Notre Dame because they're playing at home. And, and other than that, I think it's, you know, it's wide open. State just swept them at home. Uh, they lost a 5 nothing game uh, to start the Big Ten season, and then Michigan State came back and gets a 1-1 uh, tie with them in the second. So um, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be typical playoff hockey and 
And both these teams are going to battle and battle and battle all night long. All right. One last thing in a minute or so. If you have one concern for Michigan State this weekend, what would, generally speaking, that one concern you would have Mm. relative to State getting out of Notre Dame and moving on? One concern. Um, I mean, I just think they've got to they've got to get to the three goal mark. I mean, I think that's what they have to do. I mean, they can win games two to one. I mean, they did that with Michigan. They played, you know, a couple of tight games with Michigan. They played a tight game with Notre Dame and won three to two. But I think for them, they've got to put they've got to put three pucks in the back of the net. I think that if they do that, I think they can they can win. I don't think there's any other concerns. I really don't, Tim and. You know, I think they're they're ready. They're prepared. Um, Adam Nightingale, you know, I've been around him and talked to him enough this year. And sharp, sharp guy. I mean, he's got an NHL mindset. His team just comes in and they work and they work and they work. And they want to play fast. And that's what Notre Dame wants to do. So, you know, the obvious things, too. You know, you got to stay out of the box and be disciplined. But I think those are obvious things. But for me, I think the three-goal mark for, for Michigan State's where they got to be. If they can get to that and I think they can win this series. Well, the best part of the whole thing is Ben's calling the games on Fox Sports 2, 7 o'clock Friday, 4.30 p.m. on uh, Saturday, and then, if necessary, 6 o'clock on Sunday. Ben, I always appreciate your time and your expertise. Congratulations on another terrific season, and we'll enjoy listening to you and watching the games this weekend. And, again, I appreciate your time this morning. Always, Tim. You know that. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun to talk with you. All right. We'll go to break. Ben Holden, he'll be calling the games this weekend on Fox Sports 2. Michigan State and Notre Dame in the quarterfinal round best of three of the Big Ten Hockey Tournament. More in a moment. We'll get you caught up on everything else going on. You are listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. One of the most popular restaurants in our area for years continues that way. Woody's Oasis on Trowbridge Road in East Lansing. As the saying goes, eat at Woody's, live longer with a Mediterranean cuisine. And now the menu has some wonderful new items they're all excited about. Chicken kafta, along with their Woody's burgers, gyros, fries, and a whole lot more. For all the information, the website, woodysoasis.com, or call 351-2280. Woody's. Eat at Woody's, Trowbridge Road, East Lansing, and live longer. Bull Janitorial is red hot these days. Tough days for all of us. They clean commercial and industrial properties and absolutely clean those properties to the whisker. They provide emergency cleanup services. They're accepting new customers, but they do have a bit of a waiting list, okay? They have a large supply chain that protects customers. They never run out of things like toilet paper, cleaning products, things that customers rely upon. Try Bull Janitorial to make your workspace, your company, neat and clean every day. Doty Mechanical to serve you. You see those trucks everywhere. 327-7777, locally owned and operated. Heath Atkerson says we offer a full range of indoor air quality products for healthier living, a factory-authorized carrier dealer. Offering a full range of maintenance services to ensure your equipment operates at peak efficiency, all while extending its life. As we like to say, experience the Doty difference, indoors or outdoors. Doty Mechanical 327-7777. Penn Station, East Coast Subs. Are you ready for March Madness? You want the best dining anywhere for all those special games? Two locations across from the Lansing Mall and Clifford Street for Andor. There's always a special every month. How about the Reuben Sub for March? That may be the best 
special, in my opinion, up the mall. From Mark and Cheryl Kellogg, they say, hey, catering, carry out, whatever special occasion you have, there is no menu for subs like you'll find at Penn Station East Coast Subs, Clippert Street, Frandor, and across from the Lansing Mall. At the Home Depot, we know the world is a messy place. Keeping it clean takes science. That's why businesses everywhere have long trusted cleaning products from Ecolab to take on the... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Serving a wide menu of pub grub and pizza, plus a shuffleboard table, dine-in or takeout, closes at 11 p.m., and the menu can be found online at artspublancing.com or call 977-1033. Serving all three labor shifts in the city with wonderful fare. Arts Pub, Kalamazoo Street, have a great time there in Lansing. Mid-Michigan Tax and Accounting is moving to a new location. The number is the same, 694-9545 for Deb Alderding and her staff staff to give you the best tax and accounting help you'll find anywhere. The new address, all right, is located on the north end of Lansing near State Road. 15851 South US 27, Building 20, Suite 21. And if that's too much for you, call and get the direction. 694-9545, a new location now for mid-Michigan tax and accounting. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oiko's Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six. Save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. The official printer of Stout on Sports, the best printer up, best print shop I've seen in the area, ASAP Printing, Enochemus, West Jolly Road on the strip mall just off Okemos Road. Ed Giles got it's easy to find. You park right in front. It's clearly marked. 349-7300 with any questions. ASAP printing. All right. If you need signage for getting your people back to work, Florida Cal's, informational posters, yard signs, banners, all that because of the pandemic or anything. That's ASAP printing where no job is too big or too small in Okemos. The finest in Mexican food in our area, the three Qdoba Mexican Eats restaurants, Grand River Avenue in Okemos and East Lansing, Clippert Street and Frandor, 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Dine-in, take-out, catering, they have all those services for you. Google Qdoba Restaurants in Okemos and see for yourself all the amenities that they have for you. At Qdoba, they offer customizable entrees to let you create your own meal masterpiece, fearlessly explore new favors. At the Qdoba Restaurants today. All right, a couple other big recommendations, right? John and Jan Munn, the realtors who get results. You don't want anyone else for anything in real estate. I can tell you that. John's cell phone is 881-6623, Jan's 282-6781. Fridays are now a big day, a huge day at Brookshire Inn in Williamston. It's prime rib day beginning at 4 p.m. And all-you-can-eat fish fries Friday night at Brookshire. They've got good job opportunities as well for the coming season, 655-4694. And remember, 
Kevin Wilson at Climax Insurance, his memorable phone number for you easily enough for anything insurance related. At Climax Insurance is 816-2000, From the White Law PLLC Studios, Lansing's only sports station, The Game, 7.30 a.m. On we go live in the Driven Collision Studios here at WVFN Radio. Culligan Water Hotline is 34263. Our email address is tim.stout at wilx.com. The national story that's making some headlines this morning from the NFL Draft Combine in Indianapolis, which runs for a week and is underway, is the stellar defensive. Jalen Carter, is he projected as what? The first pick in the draft, second pick in he the draft? He could be one of the top. He's certainly in the top ten. It's debatable as to who the number one pick is, especially now that the Bears could d- definitely trade out a number one, but Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman for Georgia on the last two national championship teams. Uh, police have secured a ro- arrest warrants for former Georgia star Jalen Carter, stemming from the, his alleged involvement in a fatal crash involving another teammate. The, the uh, athens Clark County Police Department in Georgia announced this morning that Carter will be arrested for reckless driving and racing. This comes hours after the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that Carter was present at the scene of the January 15th crash uh, and later provided shifting accounts of the wreck to police. You may remember that uh, current Georgia offensive lineman Devin Willock and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix were killed in what police initially reported as a single vehicle accident. But now uh, it's uh, details of the investigation released this morning cited evidence that Carter and LaCroix were, quote, operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing. So drag racing, basically, uh, shortly before the crash. The evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists, da-da-da-da-da, drove at high rates of speed in apparent attempt to outdistance each other, quote-unquote. All right, so that's the driven collision story of the day. That's, that's the big national, national story national. right now. Emails in, uh, Tim, amazing how much better in men's Big Ten, or excuse me, men's college basketball. Amazing how much better the Big 12 is. And the the bracketology guys prove it. For instance, you have Michigan in second place in the Big 10. Well, that's if they win. Potentially, yes. Potentially. That means very likely that isn't going to happen. Right. But but mathematically, they're still there. Yes, if they win out, they will be the number two seed. As he says, yet fighting for their lives to make the NCAA tourney. But if they finish second, they're in the NCAA tourney. If they win the next two, they're almost certainly in. But he goes on to say, then you have eighth place West Virginia in the Big 12 with a 6-11 and conference record in the tourney by the bracketologists. Iowa State as well, under 500 in the conference, but most have them as a 4 or 5 seed. And Texas Tech, who's in last place pretty much, they're not completely eliminated from making the field either. Uh, it's that, just crazy how good that league is. And then we were talking about what Big Ten players of this season may well be chosen in June of the 60 choices in the two-round NBA draft. And we speculated the obvious guys like if he's available, Zach Eady of Purdue. If he's available, Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana. If he's available, Chris Murray of Iowa. This guy says you won't find one mock draft without... Uh, the Michigan kid, uh, Jet Howard. Howard. Yeah, and Kobe Bufkin's going up the board, too. He's a potential first-round pick, too. Says you won't find one mock draft without him going in the first round. Some even have him as a lottery pick. I, I Jet Howard. Yeah, it's all... Tim, you know the draft is all on potential. Yeah, I haven't and seen how games tra- And how games transfer from college to the pros. Some guys, like Hunter Dickinson, game does not trans- translate I to, the, NFL, I, to I, the NBA. I, I haven't seen enough of him that is best 
to think about that. Who, Jet Howard? Right. Yeah, because he's been hurt right well, First now. of all, he's been injured, and he hasn't played. Right. But it apparently has not slowed Michigan down. Now well, they've actually played pretty good without him. As we all know, there are a lot of guys who were very good in college, and then they get to the pros, and it doesn't work. And Cassius Winston, among others, is a classic a example of, of that. Yeah. He's overseas, you know, after he was drafted by Washington. And, I mean, you know, everybody knows what he did in college yep. at Michigan State, but he hasn't done a thing in the NBA. And then there are, and, and then there are others who, frankly, you didn't think would do. Because like of Draymond Green. And then they go to the NBA and look at the careers they've had. Yep. So, I mean, I guess, you know, it goes a little... How many times do you see guys who weren't the best player on their team in college and turn out to be great NBA players? Michael, Michael Jordan, he was the most, most talented player, but he wasn't the best player on the team in college at the, at the end. Sam Perkins was. But Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan once he got to the NBA. All right, that was the basketball. Then Brock and I both saw the Ottawa Senators. The Red Wings have now been outscored 15-3 to in their last three games, yep. all losses. yep. They were shut out by Tampa Bay 3 nothing at home. That was, Andre, went, that was Andre Vasilevsky. Went, he was uh, sensational. Ottawa back-to-back, and they lost. 6-2 uh, and 6-1. And, uh, 6-2. And, six to six to and, and it weren't six. even that close. Yeah. I uh, mean, they just got bullied. Uh, the, the, the wing's weakness is glaring. They do not have enough physical presence. Uh, either on either end, either the front uh, in the front line or in the uh, defensive, uh, the back six. Yeah. Well, it looks like they are a ways away from being a serious playoff contender in the days in Hockey Town, where it was just a question: mm-hmm. Are the Red Wings going to win the Stanley? But they're Cup getting or? better. They are getting. They are better. But that Ottawa team is tough. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're playing so great they would, right now, and they're in the East, so they would play Boston if they both make it that far, right? Uh, Boston's going to be the number one seed. They're having an unbelievable season. They are, but Ottawa, to me, looks pretty good. Yeah, and well, boy, Ottawa's got to get in first. I know it, Ottawa's not in. I can't believe that. I'll bring you... Uh, give me a second. I mean, when I saw... I, I, oh, I, I know. They look sensational. When you watch Ottawa play, you say, man, have these guys lost a game this season? Yeah. I mean, you don't even think they've lost a game this Tim, season. Tim, they're 30-26-4. and four. They're tied with the Red Wings uh, in points with 64. They would not make the playoffs right now. That That's... I mean, that, yep. that's just hard to believe, having watched the two games these last two nights. Red, I know, I know. But, but uh, the Red, Red Wings are now five points out of a playoff berth right now. Um, they are in some trouble right now, and they got another tough one Thursday tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken at uh, Little Caesars Arena. So there you go. They're in some, they're, they're in some trouble right now. I mean, it was glaring what the weaknesses are with the team. It's really... I mean, the Tampa Bay game, Vasilevsky, their goalie, is probably going to win the Vezina. He's been, he was just fantastic. The last two nights are very alarming. All right, as we go to break, Tigers home 105 in Lakeland against Pittsburgh today here on WVFN. Red Wings are off tonight. Pistons are home tonight to play the Chicago Bulls. That's Pistons. here on VFN at the 7 o'clock. Quality Dairy stats from the Pistons. And remember, Quality Dairy melting moments, ice cream sandwiches are in their freezer cases. The Quality Dairy stats of Pistons are 15 and 47. Third. Worst record in the NBA, but worst in the East. They're home to play the Chicago Bulls tonight. The final timeout, we're taking a couple minutes early because we're hoping to have Michigan State hockey coach Adam Nightingale to visit with us in a few minutes right after practice ends. And you're listening to the Wednesday Sparrow Stout on Sports. 
Here's what's on tap today here on the game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. Yeah, you just heard it. Uh, Adam Nightingale slated to join us here in a few minutes. At 1 o'clock, Tiger Baseball. They're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates in Lakeland today. Uh, and then at 4 o'clock, offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And at 6.35, Pistons basketball hosting the Chicago Bulls at Little Caesars Arena. Over on 1240 WJIM and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, 7 to 8 tonight, the Tom Izzo Radio Show. That's what's on tap. The game, 7.30 a.m. WVFN. There's never a bad time to enjoy Melting Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches. Available at every Michigan State University event, sports or otherwise. And how about for a special occasion, you rent their ice cream rental carts. They're spectacular. All you have to do is Google Melting Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches. They're available, okay, in the cases at 7-Eleven and all the quality dairy stores. It's the special treat any time of the year that's spectacular. Who doesn't love Melting Moments Ice Cream Sandwiches? Sandwiches. Take advantage of our Snow Much Savings event this month at Shaheen Chevrolet. We're even offering 2.99% financing for 60 months. Drive home in a 23 Silverado 2FL Crew Cab, only $314 a month. Or enjoy this 23 Equinox LS for just $211 a month. And we offer a huge inventory of pre-owned vehicles ready to test drive. Shaheen Chevrolet is a smart choice when buying your next vehicle. Shop online at ShaheenChevrolet.com. Or stop by the dealership today. Relax and enjoy the Shaheen difference. Find new roads to ShaheenChevrolet.com. Here's a question. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Well, now is the perfect time. Working for Dean Transportation contributes to the success of our schools and community. Dean Transportation is looking for caring, upbeat, and professional people to join our family business. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. Go to DeanJobs.com to apply and learn more. No experience needed. Apply now and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. That's D-E-A-N-J-O-B-S dot com. If you run over one of those potholes lately, your vehicle suspension, steering exhaust, and other undercar components can be seriously compromised when you hit one of them. Now take a minute and give Lake Lansing Road Mobile a call to set up an appointment for an undercar inspection today. Their certified techs will inspect, repair, and put you at peace of mind that you can continue to safely maneuver the next pothole that comes your way. Call or stop by today. An undercar inspection. Lake Lansing Road Mobile. Lake Lansing Road and US 127. Call 484-2300. Did you know that over 90% of male enhancement pills are virtually the same thing that's repackaged, redone over and over again? Why settle for the same old product when you can get something completely... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
upgrade the stores with new renovations on a consistent basis. And it's also so convenient to get in and out right away seven days a week. A lot of things on sale. The stores are fully stocked. They're neat, clean, sanitary. And for all those special occasions, you can dart in and out anytime, seven days a week. Try them. Tom's Food Centers in Okemos in Portland. This hour is sponsored by Capital Region International Airport. As we like to say, whenever you can do it, fly Lansing first with nonstops to Florida, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and elsewhere. And check out Google Apple Vacations for the nonstop trips to the warm Caribbean nonstop from Lansing. Much less expensive parking in a neat, clean, safe environment. Get through security much quicker and more efficiently. Lansing is proud of its airport. See for yourself. And during the cold weather, Apple Vacations. Google it nonstop to the Caribbean. If you're considering any interior remodeling and you want to create a great space for hosting, such as kitchens, primary baths, finished basements, and the like, you're welcome. I heartily endorse custom-built design and remodeling in Okemos. And what a terrific job they did for us in all of 10 work days on a massive new deck. Custom-built has a full-service design and remodel-proven process. Their plan is for you to dream, then they design and build. Online, check custombuilt.com, a great local company in Okemos of Michael Flory to serve you. Here's some great news for anyone with sports injuries. Sparrow Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is adding four new highly skilled sports medicine surgeons to its team. If you've ever wanted to be treated by doctors who worked with MSU's top stars or the Lansing Lugnuts, now is the time. Doctors Douglas Dietzel, Andrew Scorfar, Michael Shingles, and Luke Wilcox have great experience treating athletes of all types from high schools to the pros. Learn more about their leading-edge medicine at sparrow.org backslash orthopedics. All right, don't forget Deb Allerding at MidMichigan Tax. It is clearly tax season, okay? You want MidMichigan Tax to the rescue as a partner moving forward at 694-9545. But I would make sure you get your, get your appointment now. And sports talk starts now on the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. We're live in the Driven Collision Studios. I have a Pure Green Smith Tree breaking sports moment. Pure Green Smith Tree is at 703-1111. This is just in from Golf Week uh, magazine. The PGA Tour board has just ratified a radical new approach for the 2024 schedule. That will see reduced fields in the new designated events and the removal of the 36-hole cut. Fields in designated events will be reduced to between 70 and 78 players with no midway cut. The changes will not apply to all of the elevated events. That's the majors, the players' championship, the FedEx Cup playoffs. All right. Designated events were launched this year in an effort to guarantee the presence of the game's top stars and to assure they are paid more with minimum purses of $20 million in each event. But because sponsors want the best players in there and you don't have to worry about who makes the cut and who doesn't, that will be a radical change coming in 2020. That is radical. My goodness. Pure Green Smith tree breaking sports moment. Let's say, I guess practice just said that. I hope it's a good practice for uh, Michigan State hockey coach Adam Nightingale. We always appreciate his time when he gets to visit for a few moments with us. Morning, Adam. Morning. How you doing? Good, thank you. How was practice today? That was good. It was good. Yeah, I think... uh... You know, I think you can tell the guys want to play. You know, if we last week being a bye week, you know, so we, we got a chance to work on some stuff. But 
uh, they're ready to turn the scoreboard on. So how was it for this is way I was at a, a charity fundraiser on Saturday night. And they had some boards there, and I was one of the few that said, hey, can you uh, turn on the uh, Michigan-Notre Dame game? Because this kind of determines a lot going forward. How is it that you, the staff, or the players watch these games from a bye week Friday and Saturday, realizing that how they turned out will turn you know, Michigan State's fortunes in the tournament moving forward? Yeah, I mean, that's a, obviously you'd, you'd love to be in a position where you control your destiny, and, and we weren't right, so we had to sit and sit and watch. And I think we had there's a little bit of thoughts that, that you know Wisconsin um, beat Penn State at Penn State earlier. The game was earlier, so um, there was chance we were going to have home ice, and that's just you know how tight our league is. I think we're a few points out of second place now, and with uh, with Notre Dame sweeping at Michigan, um, we're going on the road. So you are going on the road. You are playing Notre Dame. I assume what you just take the bus and go down there tomorrow. Will like it would be a typical regular, you know, season weekend series, or will there be anything different about your routine? Yeah, no, same same routine. So we'll uh, we just like you said had our last practice uh, for the week here at Mon, and then uh, tomorrow we'll get on the bus about two. We'll go down there and, and practice and get, kind of get set up in the locker, get all that, and, and get a get a good skate on their sheet. You know, their dimensions are a little bit different, and I think just getting used to the boards and um, every every rink has their nuances, then we'll get a bite to eat and be ready to go for Friday. So I don't want to forget this because we had Joe Ford on earlier. We had Ben Holden on earlier. So tonight at Mount Arena at 730, we got the Division One State High School Regional Final between local teams, Eastside and Capital City. Are you aware of that tonight? And to that end, is there any interest to say, God, i got to see what these local guys are like tonight? Yeah, no, for sure. I, it's, it's up on our jumbotron. Actually, some of the guys asked me. You know, we got some hockey junkies on our team, and they were like, "Is that game tonight?" And they, so they're definitely. And I think I know Joe does such a great job, and um, it's a great option for for players in the area. You know, I think he, he cares about his players. He coaches them. Um, the amount of ice you get as a high school player and the practice and the, and the, the schedule. So um, yeah, I know we're excited about them playing that game in our rink. And he was excited to tell me that, Brock, what did he say? There were 38 uh, high school hockey players, I thought he said, from the state of Michigan who are now playing yeah. Division One college hockey somewhere. Does Michigan State keep an eye on high school hockey players? I mean, Justin Ablocator is the last one I remember who played high school hockey here and ended up in the NHL. Or is that still a ways off that more than likely if you don't play junior, you can't play out of high school? Um, well, I think those kids are looking to, like a, a high school player, looking to get an opportunity to go play junior and, and improve yourself. And we definitely, um, we're, we're, we're dying for uh, great hockey players, you know, and so we're, we're watching all, all different levels. And um, I definitely I definitely think, you know, in the, in the Michigan area, you know, there's this perception that you have to play AAA and you have to play um, a certain level. And at the end of the day, it's just a, a title. And I'm a big believer that the player determines the route. The route doesn't determine the player. And Abby's a great example of that at, at Mona Shores. And I've just had an unbelievable career. So we're definitely keeping our eye on it. Right. I, I know this is a guess more than anything else. It would be easier to determine after you get done with Notre Dame. But do you have concerns that the bye week might make the players and the team rusty? Or we needed the bye week because we could use the rest? Um, you know, I think this time of year you want to be playing. It's kind of an interesting, like when you look at college hockey, um, you know, you, you, you start and you can only practice, you know, you know, for the first month and bang, right away you play a game, you play a pile of games, and then we get to the end here and, um, you know, it just happens to be our bye week. So in a perfect world, you know, I, th- I think had we been banged up or whatever, I would have 
you know, you would like to have a, a, a breather, but we were, we were relatively healthy. So, um, but you got to play the schedule you're given, and you know, we try to take advantage of this this couple of weeks of practice. So Notre Dame. Again, they always give Michigan fits, especially in Ann Arbor. I don't think they've lost there since 2015. When you saw Notre Dame-Michigan, were you surprised by any of that at all, or that did not surprise you in any way? No, I think just our league in general, right? If you look at um, the standings, you know, Minnesota had, had pulled itself away from us, and I think everyone kind of, when you watched them early, kind of felt that way. And then, you know, the rest from two to six was, I mean, I think we're 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 only four points. You know, get three points for a win. We're only four points out of being in second. You know, and we finished fifth. So it's just so tight. Anyone can beat anyone, and um, so I wasn't surprised at all. I would pick Michigan to beat Wisconsin, but like I was saying the other day, you know, Wisconsin has split the last three series, and that's Minnesota, Michigan State, and Penn State, and and those are, as you suggest, those are all very good teams. Does that give Wisconsin hope at Michigan? And they beat Michigan earlier in the season, six to two. That was in Madison. I'd pick Michigan, but to your point, I, I'm not, even I'm not writing Wisconsin off. To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, no, they got they definitely have talent, and you know I think for a team that maybe hasn't gone their way, um, just like everyone right now, it's a new season, and and um, so uh, you know they'll have some excitement for sure, and their goalie played good um, in that game against Penn State. So um, you know I think you look at their record too. I think they they finished one and three against every uh, every Big Ten team. You know, no one no one beat them all four games, and you know I think when you they're they're a prideful program, so I'm, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna come out and make it a good series. Right. So, do you like the Big Ten tournament format, Adam, or if it was your call, or for that matter, collectively the coaches' call, would the format be tweaked in any way? You know, I, I like I love being at you know the home sites. I think that's great. Part of me wonders about um, you know like when we get a chance to play in the GLI. The, one of the benefits of that is it has an NCAA tournament feel where you're you're at a rank with with three other teams. Um, they're kind of doing their thing, and you can't get distracted. And you just got to focus on you, and you're seeing them at the hotel and all that. So, I mean, that is the benefit of going to a single site once you get to the semis. But, um, you know, I think the way the attendance has gone in our league this year, and um, you know, for for all of us to get a chance to play, you know, obviously we're not this round getting a chance to do that. But um, just for our fans in the Big Ten, I think it is great to play in those home venues. Do t- players get tired at the college level playing a third game on the third night if it comes to that for anyone? Or, hey, these are young guys, they're in shape, they're hockey players, they could care less. What's your experience with that if if these things go to game three? Yeah, no, I think at that point it's, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, both teams are going through it and, and obviously, you know, you get to that third game and it's um, it's a winner to go home. So I think, you know, you know I know our guys, have, we feel like we're in, in good shape and prepared. If it goes to three games, we'll be ready to go. So there you go. Michigan State, Friday night, 7 o'clock, 4.30 on Saturday, and if necessary, 6 o'clock on Sunday. So are you practice early tomorrow, then you get on the bus and go, and do you get any pregame skate at Notre Dame? I would imagine you do the morning of the game, and is that optional for your players or not? Well, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get on the bus at 2 tomorrow and drive down there and then practice tomorrow night um, at 6 o'clock uh, at their rink. And then we do not... The guys that are playing do not morning skate. Um, the players that aren't in the lineup will go out and, and skate, make sure they're ready in case, in case the number's called. So we haven't morning skated all years. Uh, we didn't do it. We stopped doing it when I worked in Detroit and Buffalo. Um, you know, I just think, you know, saving, saving some of that energy for the game is important. Absolutely. Adam, I appreciate your time. Best wishes this weekend. Bring home a, a victory to get to the semifinals, and we'll talk to you again next week if we get a chance. And, again, best wishes this weekend. 
Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me. Have All a great right. weekend. You too. Adam Nightingale, Michigan State's first-year head hockey coach. Spartans are 16-16-2. and two. They have the quality dairy stats. They've won four of their last 15, but they, they've played Notre Dame tough. I mean, Notre Dame beat them 5 nothing. State won a shootout down there, and then State beat them twice in East Lansing. Take all of that for whatever it's worth. Notre Dame is coming off an overtime win at Michigan the other night. Uh, Notre Dame played well in Ann Arbor. I, I tend to agree with Ben Holdenbrock. I think these series are goalie series, especially with low scoring oh, largely, teams. L- largely, not always, but, and you can't write off Wisconsin. They have been playing better recently. Right. Farm Bureau Insurance just notified us they're bringing in now a number of great gift packages we'll be giving away next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as part of our 30th anniversary three-day observance next week. On Wednesday, we're giving away a round-trip ticket for two to Lansing to Orlando on Avello Airlines. Among the gifts we're giving away, Farm Bureau Insurance is involved with that. Sparty's Coney Island and Frandor next Wednesday only, all day long while they're open till 2 o'clock. When you walk in, whatever your order is, dine-in, carry-out, you mention. Happy anniversary, Tim, or happy anniversary, Stout on Sports. They'll take 30% off of whatever your bill is. That's 1% for each year of the 30 years of the Sparrow Stout on Sports. So we'll see you tonight. Let's see, well, you'll see you this afternoon about 3.40, okay, on the live, the uh, Stout on Sports live stream, WILX.com. Hit the live stream button, okay, then 6.20 on the news. Fred's got all of the sports highlights tonight at 11.20, including the local high school, Eastside Capital Center, Capital City, right there. Game at 7.30 at Mount Arena tonight for the regional championship of the MHSA tournament. Girls high school semifinals tonight, okay? Uh, Doubleheader. Uh, Hazlitt one, Catholic in the other. That's at Eaton Rapids among the other games tonight. We have Tiger baseball coming up later this afternoon here. Just right now, WVFN uh, Radio, we've got the Pirates and the Tigers. Tigers are one and three for whatever. Those are the quality Dairy Tigers stats. One and three so far after four spring training games. Pistons home tonight to play the Bulls. Red Wings are off tonight. Pistons are right here on WVFN tonight at 7 o'clock. Tom Izzo show tonight, 7 to 8. 12, well, that'll 12, be a big 12, one. 12.40 and uh, uh, Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ. All right, so we got DSP on uh, radio programming. A huge wants me at 4.05 today, so what is that? Oh, uh, you won't hear that anyway. we got too much going on here. Well, you have been listening to a very busy March 1st, Wednesday. March Madness, at least month-wise, is here. Okay, a Wednesday Sparrowstone of Sports. We're always busy on Thursdays. You'll be a part of the show tomorrow. Who knows what the lead story will be or what we're talking about. You've been listening to the Sparrow Stout on Sports. On Lansing Sports Station, the game 7.30 a.m., the home of the local sports shows in the area. For Brock, I'm Tim. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Have a great day, everybody. And we'll be back tomorrow at 10.05 with the Thursday Sparrow Stout on Sports. So long. Demon, and welcome to the Michigan Sports Brief for Wednesday, March the 1st. Brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. Start a frank conversation about your insurance with one of our local independent agents by visiting fmins.com. Well, the best Division II football for the past two seasons has been played at Ferris State University, located in Big Rapids, Michigan, a city of around 9,000 people. In the past four seasons, the Bulldogs have played their way into the national title game three times. Back with more on that in just a moment. Let's be frank. Your home, vehicles, business, and life are a lot like sports. The unexpected can happen at any time. Insurance may be the last thing on your mind, and that's okay. It's the first thing on ours every day. 
You can depend on the Amel Rummel Agency and Michigan-based Frankenmuth Insurance to be on your team. Visit the Amel Rummel Agency today at www.rummelinsurance.com. Tony and Nice is the head football coach at Ferris State University. In his 10 seasons as head coach, the Bulldogs have gone to eight straight NCAA Division II playoffs while winning the last two national titles. So at what point did Coach Anise realize that Ferris State could be a perennial national power? I can say this. I've been a head coach in six different places, four high schools, uh, Grand Rapids Community College and here. And of all the places I took the job, the one I thought I would probably uh, struggle to, to succeed at was Ferris State. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that just weren't in place for, for uh, a coach and staff to come in and succeed. So I was very uh, concerned when I took the job, but, you know, it's an opportunity, right? So, you know, we just have developed guys that are just extraordinarily committed. It started with that culture. And then following that, Tavier Thomas, uh, who's with the Houston Texas now, uh, Zach Sealer, who's with the Miami Dolphins, and one of the top D linemen in, 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 you know, in the NFL. Um, you know, Malik Taylor, who now is with the Jets, but played with the Packers. So Brady Sheldon, who was in the NFL, and, and Austin Edwards, who was in the NFL. So all these guys um, just internalized uh, the process and, and just went to work. And, and so – it, it's been it's been very cool work, and it still is is you know I always say people say how are you going to be I I always just say the best is yet to come so it it exists here every day where our guys are just like you know pursuing the best that's in them and and just being extraordinarily committed to to being successful in all aspects of life. The thoughts of Ferris State head football coach Tony and Nice, and as always, we have been brought to you by Frank and Muth Insurance. DBI, we do office. Hello, my name is Nikki. I am the sales manager at DBI. We've been providing office essentials to our customers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The White Law PLLC Studios. Game 730 AM. Square Media Station. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.